Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Boss Rush Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me is that retro code, Eddie V. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hello, everybody. Wow. Dude, I've been... Man, that exhibit, Hey, Now, Me Muggin, is still a beggar to this day. Think of NFL Street 2 every time. <laughs> oh, it was in that game? Yeah, it was in that game every time. Oh, wow. Nice. Wow. Wow, that voice you just so, heard is so we just got so we just got uh, uh, like sing some jingle now and started it. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. Well, we're gonna get copyright strike. We're not careful. Exactly. See, like, yeah, Ed. No, this a lot. No, 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 no. Twitch, Twitch, don't play that. <laughs> YouTube oh. will let you. YouTube might let you get away with that, but Twitch don't play that. Oh. The other, the other voices you hear are the PlayStation Doctor himself, Austin Campbell. What's up, everybody? And the PC Muscle Race, Laron Dawkins. Yo, yo. How's it going? It's a good day, gentlemen. It is a good day. Let me tell yes. you. I told I told Ed that I am severely addicted to caffeine, and I'm excited because I just got the notification that it'll be here within the next hour. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Severe, uh, so, uh, do you do you do what I mistakenly did this morning? I had four cups of coffee this morning. Yeah, I'm still well, amazed that you had that much. Well, you, you know, it's crazy though. Is I'm not caffeine sensitive, but I tell you what, like my core temperature has gone up. Um, and I am, and I was, I was jittery like two hours ago. That's probably why I decided to rip open my computer and, and start playing with the insides. Mm. Mm. Like, like you started doing stuff fast or just. Oh yeah, that was it too. I was doing a rush job. <laughs> I'm just like, man, I look, just, I just need it to function. It feels like sometimes, sometimes you just need it to function. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It feels good when you <laughs> might as well just inject it into my veins <laughs> Straight up. The thing, the thing about I was going to say, do you have a caffeine IV? I could. I could. <laughs> I, I think don't know. Syringe. The thing about this, when it comes, when uh, when it starts wearing off and you just like feel drained. No, that's like, when oh. that's when you pop open another one and just keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like like I said, I'm not caffeine sensitive at all. So, I mean, like I, I like where, whereas most people will drink coffee to like wake themselves up or put themselves straight. If anything, coffee just evens me out. Mm-hmm. It does. I don't. I don't need the booster. It, it, as a matter of fact, it doesn't boost anything. If, if, if anything, it, it boosts the how many times I have to go to the bathroom because it runs all the water out of my system. You know that's fair. The bathroom. Hmm. That bathroom. Got to pee sometimes. You know. Speaking of bathroom, yeah. we've been potatrating my kid today. Every like twenty to thirty minutes, we're taking her to the bathroom because she's not wearing mm-hmm. a diaper. Man, that's. Oh, that could be dangerous. That's a chore. Dude, let me tell you. But she in pull ups? She's uh, she's in regular toddler underwear, Ed. Uh oh, at two, uh-huh. at two. She's mm-hmm. not. I, well, actually, training the, the training pants are only needed at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's where we're at, kids. That's where well, we're at. Well, congrats. Yeah, you potty training one as the other one's about to pop out. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, yeah. we're trying to get one done before the next one pops out because managing two kids with diapers is going to be. Mm. Yeah, and by yeah, we, I mean mm. let's 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 be pretty honest. My wife does about ninety percent of the work because, well, usually I'm not here or working on something. She's a trooper. Let's be the, yeah. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. So, micromanaging. Mm. Also, I felt productive this morning because I knocked out some thumbnails. I knocked out some 
podcast scheduling. I knocked out some laundry. It's been a productive oh. morning for me, gentlemen. That's what's up. That's what's up. So trying trying to inspire me because I'm thinking after this podcast is over, I'm getting right back in that bed that's behind me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. So, uh, oh, my second monitor went out again. That's cool. Uh, but anyways, I'm going to read this housekeeping. We'll get into one, what we're playing, and then I'm going to fix this situation because it's not helping. Oh, no. So this is... The Boss Rush Podcast, the flagship show of the Boss Rush Podcast Network. Each and every week, we get together with our friends from around the internet to talk about games and everything we love about them. You can find the show on podcast services, YouTube, and our website every Monday morning. If you like the show, remember to hit that subscribe button and please rate and review us on whatever service you listen to us on. And check out our entire family of shows on BossRushGames.com. Gentlemen, what are we playing? Uh, I'll go first. Um, so I finished Final Fantasy Good, 7 Remake. Good, I have remake. time. Oh, <laughs> um, I finished Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Really did enjoy it. Um, I I kind of want to see this what, if it does come to Xbox, how it's going to look on Series X, because it is a very beautiful game. I, I give it the Square Enix that it was worth the wait for this. Graphically, Gameplay-wise, yes, but uh, graphically, it really looks good. One of the best PlayStation 4 games of last year um, is really up there for it. Um, and I also finished Cyber Shadow on Switch. Um, the review is coming soon. Um, thoroughly enjoyed that game. Really, really uh, enjoyed it. Have, like I said, I have a problem with the music, but I think you would like it of anyone who picks it up. Um, I'd probably say... If you have Game Pass, play it there. Um, Switch the Pro Controller does it justice. Um, I think for a game like this, and I was just thinking about it, I'm like, Xbox Game Pass might not be good for it. So I think PlayStation Game, uh, the DualSense or the DualShock controller for PlayStation 4, I think that would work well also. For it. I think it will probably work better over the Xbox one. Um, but the Pro Controller did it justice. It has some good tight controls for it. Um, but yeah, those are the two games that I've beaten, and um, I'll be jumping into other games later. So. When you Austin, say you don't like you the... When you say you don't like the Cyber Shadow music, is it just feel uninspired, or is it just like... I um. It's it, it, it captures the a bit feel of it, but like the action that's happening, the action that's happening on when you're platforming and you're uh, moving around so fast and stuff, the music doesn't complement it in a sense. Oh, so it's so, like it doesn't. It's like it doesn't fit. It doesn't go with. The, there's no flow to it or anything. Yeah, it, it feels okay. like. Yeah, it feels like it's an epic soundtrack that needs to be in a different game. You can still listen to it, but. I think it's just like if you want something that's like kind of fitting, you kind of it makes you feel like you want to mute it and throw on a rock album because of all the mm-hmm. stuff that is happening and everything. I mean, it's not a bad soundtrack, but it's just like they ch- it's somehow for some reason it don't work for it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Um, Austin, what you been playing? Uh, so I've been playing uh, Mafia Three on PS4. Ooh. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I like the I like the setting. I I'm kind of over open world games, but the setting mm. and the music is what's keeping me in and, and the story. So I I plan on just kind of blowing through the story and not really going to do all the side stuff. Um, even though it doesn't seem like it's that much side stuff. You're it's, it's, it, with. 
Yeah, it's really not that lot for the size stuff. It's really not a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I'm I'm enjoying it though. It's uh it's really good. I like Lincoln Clay as a character. I think he's yeah. really cool. Um, so I'm enjoying that. I'm playing Mario plus Rabbids on Switch. Uh, I'm really, really liking that. I wish I would have played it earlier. <laughs> um, it's just a game to play right before I go to bed. And then uh, on Xbox, I'm playing through the Halo series still with uh, Nick uh, from Land Party. And we're going to get through all the Halo games by the end of the year. That's the goal. So, Because oh, nice. I've only played the first one. <laughs> Are you guys doing uh, Reach and ODST? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we're uh, we're doing combat involved, which is that that's one that I've played before all the way through, um, and then we're going uh, by order by release. Okay, those. that's pro- that's the way to do it. I feel like because like especially when you get to start getting to reach and stuff and the, and the different things that they implement into that, uh, and then you go into one and two, you're like, oh boy, man, <laughs> it's getting the changes. To age well, <laughs> yeah. So, Halo's good though. I fixed the problem again, yeah. guys. Fixed it. I hope. So, I'll be gone in like ten minutes to fix it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, technology, everybody. Oh yeah, it's a blast. Is it? Take it from but, uh, take it from take it from the IT guy. Yes. Is it? Hmm. <laughs> mm. just like last weekend. <laughs> Leave it at that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then other than that, I'm playing Dead Cells a little bit because I got it on Switch now, and it just feels right, right there. So, but that's all that you, I've been. All I've you been taking playing. advantage of that sale? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw it Is on it sale. Still on sale? Because like, I'm thinking about getting it, or I may just run into the store was, and buy uh, the buy the entire bundle. It was uh thirteen dollars, I think, or twelve forty nine yeah. or something. For the, yeah, for the base gang. Yeah, I I had a, a gift card, so I bought that, and I bought Stick of Truth on there because i've been wanting to play that game again um so yeah i bought those and i started playing dead cells again and i just love that game i i love that game man i remember when they announced it like when best buy announced it and everybody flipped for it like people i think that was the game that people skipped the digital version because everybody wanted the physical version it was crazy I didn't. I didn't uh, really know about it when it came out, and then I saw. I heard it was a roguelike, which is like that's like one one of my green lights for me. I'll be like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm playing it. But then, <laughs> but that game in particular is like it's probably one of the best roguelikes I've played. It's it, it's top two for me. It had it had the Hades feel where it was in early access on PC, and then when it came to Switch, everybody just brought it. Like or yeah. console, I say everybody was just like, oh, I gotta have this. Like people did, some people didn't know about it, but the full version was coming out, and people just like, yeah, we gotta get this. I played mm. it. I played it at PAX that year. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I played it there and was like, man, this game feels great, but I don't know about this roguelike stuff. Let me tell you, mm. I, mm. I hate I hate roguelikes, guys. I tried. I try every time. There's a good one. People recommend I try really hard, and I just can't. I I can't stand it. Except, Dead Cells was really fun to play. Dead Cells yeah. just felt really good to play. It's, it's, mm. it's that it has an arcade feel to it that you just want to keep trying or that give that one more try. And I think as long as that keeps you hooked, it works for some reason. And 
I think it helps people get into it more because you can jump into the other worlds really quickly. Yeah. Whereas if you play any other, a lot of roguelikes, you have to get through that same first world over and over and over again to get to the next one. Whereas Dead Cells, you can kind of jump over all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Hollow Knight as well. You can kind of jump to different places quickly. So uh, I have that on my PS4. I need to start. Hollow Knight was a game. Hollow Knight's very could, good. I couldn't get into Hollow Knight. I tried. I tried mm-hmm. hard. So I don't know, man. I try. I do try. Just can't. I can't do it for some reason. You got. You got to get harder. You got to get harder and try. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get harder and try. That wow. just sounds yeah. Yeah. You gotta get harder and crazy, buddy. Crazy. <laughs> <sighs> Never heard anybody say that to me before. Uh... Dude, this is this is the Bossers podcast, not Crossroads, man. Come on. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. The Ron was here. I got confused. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Uh, who's next? Laron, are you next? Yeah, I'm next. Okay. Uh, uh, right now, I'm currently uh, continuing my my slog through the uh, Monster Hunter Rise demo. It's getting it's getting fun, and I've and um, I had to play around with the settings because uh, the camera was getting on my last damn nerve. Like it would not, it would it would it was one of those things, and this is and this is why I hated the older Monster Hunter games when they introduced the uh, the the focus camera problem, uh-huh. uh, focus camera function, where you constantly just pressing that pressing that trigger button to keep the the camera focused on the monster because unlike monster hunter world is not by default uh so i i finally had enough of it and i was like i need to figure out what um i need to figure out what's going on i finally got in there fixed the camera settings and now my my experience has elevated so much more that uh it's like yeah i think i'm officially ready for this game when it comes out in march hmm. and yeah. uh yeah that's hmm? i was gonna say that's one of those games where i'm gonna have to look up what's the best way to set up your control scheme because just playing it on the demo i feel like this this isn't Feel it feels right. it felt clunky, right? The default yeah. the default settings felt clunky, and that was the other thing that was getting on my nerves. Last Sunday, when I played with uh, with Ed and uh, Dan, we like they heard me <laughs> in the chat. I was like, "Man, this camera is pissing me off." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so yeah, but now but now that um, you know that one tweak. That one tweak fixed it, and also changed my 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 button controls. Where it was like you know, like actually tapping, clicking the uh, clicking L three, uh-huh. you know, will actually get you the run. Just like almost every other freaking game that's out there these days and stuff like that. Even though, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of nervous because you know, like I think doing that is going to cause that Joy-Con drift thing to happen. But you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll see what happens. You know, because uh, if I get Joy-Con drift, I'm putting my name on that class action lawsuit as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> No. Yeah, I, I, so n- n- Nintendo don't want none of this. <laughs> I um, I don't know. I think with Monster Hunter, I just kept the the default. I think I got used to it or something. It's it's very like, I think I yeah, I think I just got used to the controls for it. And it I don't like. Of the I don't like. I don't like pressing and holding an extra button to run. Like it's a toggle button. It's 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 got to be a toggle button. And I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a PC gamer, but mm. it's been like that since. I don't know. I'm not gonna say the beginning of time, but it's been like that since before I was a PC gamer, and it's one of those things. Is like, come on, like PlayStation and Xbox games have it. <laughs> come on, guys. Pressing the. Uh, this the is no longer. This is no longer a 3DS game. This is no longer a PSP game. Like we, like we need a we need a button that toggles. We need a button that toggles run. 
You know, I always wonder why they just don't make it a general thing when you just when you're moving, just run, just like automatically go fast. No, 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 you, no, you can't have it like that. You played Cyberpunk, your guy's always running. That's that's problematic too. Am I correct? Am I right? <laughs> mm, well, there's other problems before the run button, but uh, um, we're not we're not we're not talking about that. I'm just saying, by default, V speed seems like it's a run, and you can press shift. Well, I'm not. I, I'm playing on PC. You press shift, uh-huh. he runs even harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you if you if you increase your agility, you just run faster anyway. Exactly, I, and you know what? Now, now in hindsight, I'm thinking, you know, like Cyberpunk. You know, he's got cybernetic implants. Yeah, like he's increasing his speed and all that stuff. But you know, it's it's kind of an interesting thing. But back to back to Monster Hunter, though. Uh, it, it, it's, I get what they're doing. I get what they're doing. They're trying to they're trying to ease you into it. If you've been playing Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate for the um for the Switch, they're trying mm-hmm. to ease you into it. You know stuff like that. But no, no, get, get rid of the archaic controls because like guys like me, who have already adjusted to like fifth generation Monster Hunter, like we uh like we like the quality of life that you introduced to us in in, in fifth gen Monster Hunter. Every Monster Hunter game needs to have that now, you know, and, you know, love it or hate it or whatnot. You know, if you guys want to have a conversation with me, I've been playing Monster, uh, uh, I've been playing Monster Hunter since 2004, the very first one on PS2. If anybody out there, you know, in the internet and podcast land, you know, want to have a conversation with me about it, hit me up on my, on my social media. We will have a conversation about it <laughs> and, uh, I, and I will definitely state my case on it. <laughs> I know, uh, IGN released, uh, uh, new discussion i think with the director of, of rise i think you should check it out uh Laurent. Um, okay i i I'll, I'll i'll look into it because i i try to avoid those because i don't want any spoilers you know no he doesn't I, he, yeah he doesn't spoil anything of the game i think he was just talking about change like how he went from world to rise and what stuff the stuff that they adjusted and stuff um i think it's it's a good read it's probably it probably is a good read and i and i and i probably will check it out just to see where the you know where where it went because you know i'm one of those people that initially when i heard a switch version was coming and it seemed more like the older versions i was like oh i'm probably gonna skip this one and then and then you know i, I saw the first trailers and i was like okay this looks like this is not what people said it was going to be so i when the demo came out, of course, I jumped on it. You know, I'm a little, I'm a little peeved. You know that uh, that people had early access to the demo, so they're playing it two days earlier than we were. You know, like, come on, guys, like you, you, you had some, you had some. I'm not sure if there was a language barrier there, or you had some mismanagement of what you were trying to accomplish as far as telling us when the, the demo was coming. But mm-hmm. <laughs> you kind of, you kind of, you kind of torqued me just a little bit when I'm on when I'm on the switch and I'm seeing people. And my friends list playing it, and I'm like, wait, I've been trying to download this thing all damn day, and they're already right. playing it, <laughs> and and it's not on the store. <laughs> right, that's fair. Yeah. That was a that was very weird. Yeah, I think they, yeah, was, I think they kept that re- was messed up. I think they released it like regionally, like you know, like they would release it in Europe at a certain time, and then in Japan, and then I think they did that, right? I think no, 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 no. People were playing it like a full day and a half earlier. Then, yeah, because the uh, because the direct came out and they were saying it's available. It's available today, and mm. then everybody ran onto the store looking for it. And it was one of those situations by like four o'clock. They they're like, oh, they must mean they must mean it's available tomorrow at this time because everybody was looking for it. Like I was looking for it, mm-hmm. and then you know, like I log on later at seven o'clock at night, and people are playing it. And I was like, okay, it's on the store now. So I go run to the store. It's still not available on the store. Because <laughs> I, okay. I even uh, I even told Ron that 
the uh, Twitter page for Monster Hunter said that it was dropping Friday. And I'm like, yeah. wait, they just said that? it was a confusing yeah. thing for that yeah. demo. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was one of those things, you know, I'm, but, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really so upset about that. It's just that I'm, I'm more like, come on guys. Like I'm a, I'm a Monster Hunter world guy coming to rise. Like you, and I abandoned like the legacy games. And, and when I say the legacy games, I'm talking about Monster Hunter one, all the way through the Monster Hunter four, the fourth generation of Monster Hunter. So I was basically up to and including the switch games. And it's like, come on guys. Uh, you just get there was a bone here. There was a bone here, you know. <laughs> hmm. I mean, is that going to keep me from playing the game? No. Because no. I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm going to get it. You know, you I'm just going to deal with it. But, the, but I, I do appreciate yeah. Do you think? Do you, do you think it's going to be... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, if you do you think it's going to be one of those games that when the PC version finally comes out, it's going to be one of those games that has cross-progression? On Switch, I, like... ho- I hope I hope so because that's what was sorely missed from Monster Hunter World coming from the consoles to the PC, mm-hmm. especially given that there was a nine month gap between yeah. the two games. Yeah. That that hurt. That mm-hmm. hurt. And honestly, and honestly, I feel like that's one of the things that drove people to to mods like real quickly because they want to they want the fast track of progression. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mince words with you. I installed mods in my play in my initial playthrough of the PC version because mm-hmm. I was like. I was like, I plugged 400 hours into this game on console, and I have to start over. <laughs> I, I think, was like, no, I want to, I want to get, I want to get to the point where I was at, so you know, it feels like it's a, a continuation. I think since it's because it's Switch exclusive, since it's only one system, I think they could work on that cross progression. Um, so if it does hit PC or whenever it hits PC, well, they already got that in place or something like that. They I should mean, be considering, given that given that Hades Hades uh got got on pretty quickly. I mean, Bu- Bungie does it with Destiny across yeah. five platforms. So why can't? I mean, why can't they do that? You know. Yep. So just coming yeah, from me, guys. <laughs> it's you know. Capcom. It's Japan. That's all I like to say. What yeah, are you and saying? Then the other, Japanese the, people the are other game. That's that's not nice. <laughs> That's what I heard. Well, actually, well, you know what? It's funny because I've been getting my notes together for like my my Monster Hunter cast, and um, I'm probably going to do like a retrospective before I even start the official Monster Hunter show. Uh, and uh, and and the reason why I I think the reason why the controls in Monster Hunter Rise are the way they are is because if you look at the pulse, of, if you look at the pulse of gaming over in Japan, mm-hmm. they're more about handheld and portable gameplay, which is why the Switch sells so, outsells so many other consoles. Mm-hmm. You know why it's outselling so many other consoles right now is the portability factor. Now it's also it, now it's it's also a thing where like you know I feel like they are actually I feel like and actually Monster Hunter World, if I'm not mistaken sells less so has sold less over in the east than it does in the other territories so so it looks like honestly monster hunter world came out to appease more of the western gamers and i am not i am not i am not going to say anything bad about that because i do love it like i i enjoy the quality of life experience that monster hunter world introduced to the series uh and i get what capcom was going for they're like you know we've started we, we, we came from lukewarm sales of this series, you know, as a whole, starting in 2004. We came from lukewarm sales of this series to it finally building some momentum to the point where they had almost 5 million sales of, of the game when Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate came out. Monster Hunter Generations, 
Monster uh, Monster Generations Ultimate, which is the one that was on the Switch, that was a gamble for for Capcom because Capcom had because they already had suspicion that nobody was going to buy the game because because Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate was a um, was a game that was it was a game that was basically an upgrade from the 3DS version of Monster Hunter Cross, which did not come out in any other uh, areas except for Japan. So they released it worldwide on the Switch, and that's the and that's the one game since Monster Hunter Three that had the lowest sales. Yeah, because they're ready to play it on 3DS. Well, no, no, no. It's because World was already out. Mm-hmm. World was already oh, out. after oh it's after screwed, World. It, it, so basically, it was extra income, but it was also but it was also basically a loss because you know, you know, nobody was playing a game that they they put they put time and money into the printing it. And you know, thank God, you know, if anyone wants to play Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, you know, you can buy it now for twenty bucks. You know, which is which is rare because uh, most times like these these uh. Switch games do not price drop like that and stay price dropped. <laughs> well, well, yeah, because in the article they, they spoke about while they was developing World, they was developing Rise also for Switch. So they may have just been probably that probably that's the reason why they made that port it for it. Well, there's two there's two teams there's two teams that are always developing Monster Hunter because the way it used to be is like there was it's just the main game. So like you had Monster Hunter, you had Monster Hunter, and then you know. Eventually, Monster Hunter G came out, which is like an upgraded version of that, and it was still the same team working on that. But by the time Monster Hunter 2 came out, they shifted focus where it was like the main Monster Hunter team works on the the main game, and a second team comes in and works on the on the expansion portions of it and stuff like that. Uh, and that's and that's how that is. And eventually, got to the point where it was two different teams working on Monster Hunters, and eventually, the second team got enough enough you know pro uh, like they. They got enough notoriety where mm-hmm. then they started making their own versions of Monster Hunter games, and that's where Generations Ultimate and Cross came from. Ah, uh, okay. While the main team was back to working on Monster Hunter Five, which we all know is Monster Hunter World. The world. Okay. Well, yeah. It seems like every time I'm on Boss on the Boss podcast, I'm, I'm like stealing like 15 minutes of the show to talk about Monster Hunter stuff. So yeah, I, I, it's time to get the Monster Hunter show running. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, that's why I started Destiny show because I feel like every time I get on a show, I'm talking about Destiny. So I mean, I mean, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big nerd about Monster Hunter. Like Monster Hunter's that 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 last that last Japanese game that I was ever going to play, and and look, 17 years later, like I'm still playing it. <laughs> Hey, it's popular now. I mean, it's, well, it's, it's it's popular. It's popular now for a game that wasn't all was never popular. Let's put it that way. Like you guys, yeah. Yeah, like these new these new players that are trying to tell me stuff. Y'all are posers. Like, <laughs> like, like, talk to me. Talk to me again when you when when you when you have to heal yourself and you physically stop in the middle of a match and swallow a potion and then flex to show yeah. that you, you got healed. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me again. There was none just there was none just running and drinking a potion at at, at oh, two thirds no. the speed of what. <laughs> there was none of that back then. No, your guy stopped dead circle, and it was one of those things like oh the monster's like oh he's healing himself I'm gonna eat him right now right. Oh. And the other and the other game I'm playing and I'm not even gonna spend any time on it is but Lug gonna be happy that I re restarted Horizon <laughs> and I'm playing it on the PS5. The game is awesome. Oh. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, I've been thinking hopefully, a lot. Of- hopefully, if I do this right by next week's Boss Rush podcast, I will say I have beaten it. So I actually have a game under my belt because I haven't beaten any games since Miles Morales. I mean, I haven't beaten any games since Cyberpunk. So. <laughs> oh wow. I've beaten uh, three games already. Good so. for you, Ed. 
You know what? You know what? Mute his microphone. Put him in the penalty box for five minutes. Hey, look. Ed, you're banned from the show for three weeks. (laughs) Wait, how? (laughs) No, honestly, I'm like... for each game. I'm like, I've been dabbling in a bunch of different stuff, but like, I'm really waiting for Mario 3D World, honestly, for Switch. And, uh... Uh... What? The wrong shape was... No, no, no. I was... No, no, I was I was shaking my head because uh, because Dan Dan Murphy from Pal Block he is he is working hard to to get me to get that game, and I don't know Dan's like the he's like the LeBron whisperer when it comes to Nintendo because he's been getting me to get games that I I'm like no I'm not getting them. <laughs> I try to, please stop, please I try stop to. talking about Mario 3D World. <laughs> I I try and I'll be like you know what I'm just gonna send it to you. <laughs> if you don't get it, I will. <laughs> I, Don't get I, it, Ron. He'll just buy it for you. I, yeah, okay, okay. So, real talk. Yeah. Real talk, because um, I saw the trailers for Mario for back when it was coming to the Wii. What does the cat suit do? What What the hell it is lets that you, suit about? It lets you run up walls. You can. You're faster. Uh, it gives you different types of attacks that are pretty great. So. Yeah. It, it hold on, hold high. on. But hold on. But the ability to run walls—they introduced that in Mario Super Mario World, right? That little, that little, that little wedge thing in corners sometimes. Where if you when ran you in had, it. Yeah, but the cat had, suit lets you do that without one of those. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you have to. Uh, yeah, Laron, I'm gonna level with you. I don't really care for 3D Mario games. This is my favorite Mario game. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. The soundtrack is really good, and Captain Toad is just amazing. The last 3D Mario game I finished, Leron, besides this one, was Mario 64. Oh shit! Okay. okay. You never did Sunshine, Corey? No. Oh, did you, did you, did I never you, beat. Oh. I never beat Sunshine, and I had it on GameCube. I never beat it, and uh, the Mario Galaxy games just really screwed me up. Like they were just. Uh, it, it was on the Wii, so it, I played it for like 20 minutes, and I was like. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh. I finished. Hope you guys watch the audio version for that one (laughs) or the video version. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mario Galaxy gave me a gave me a similar experience. Plus the fact that you know, like that damn camera was was. Yeah, I felt like I had to like play that game upside down half the time. Oh, exactly. I need one of those back stretching inverted chairs to play that game. Oh wow! I was able to play with ease. But... I mean, I did. I did try it out on the Switch, and it actually plays better on the Switch version. But I'm like, I'm no fool. I'm not playing it on a big ass television. I play, I play it in handheld mode. Oh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I didn't know that. Uh, but I'm I'm really waiting on that. To be honest, I've I've dabbled in in some. Uh, uh, oh, I did. I I did start playing Pikmin three on Switch. Uh, I don't know. I've just I've had this thing where like I just need to get away from shooting guns <laughs> in games. <laughs> I need something colorful and happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I started turning on all these Nintendo games, uh, which so. is now the opposite for me because I'm about to happen to Doom Eternal. Uh, and, uh... <laughs> but yeah, man, I I'm waiting for Mario. I've also been playing Destiny. Iron Banner starting this week or is this week? I guess. Uh, <laughs> And season of the chosen starts on Tuesday, so I'm prepping for that. And uh, really, is Iron Banner does Iron Banner start Sunday? No, Did they start their stuff on it Sunday. Started it, on like... t- it started on Tuesday. Oh, this past Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. It's mm. uh, so that's that's really all I've been doing. Uh, nothing really else to to talk about. I've been playing Disney Emoji Blitz while I put my kid down to bed. <laughs> so. uh, I. 
I I made a mistake of getting into that about a year to year and a half ago or so, and it yeah. it took over too much. I know. <laughs> I, had to I, stop. Da- I had to delete it. <laughs> I da- I downloaded it about a week before we went to Disney World last year, and then uh, I just uh, just kept going. It's bad. Uh, I'm really addicted like, to that. Game. The Darth Vader's already for crying out loud. Like, I, <laughs> I wanted I wanted a figment emoji and turns out that's like one of the 10 different emojis that you have to pay for but you have to p- buy the, uh, the blind boxes and you only have a 15 yeah. percent chance of getting it it's like man Boo. and the blind boxes are like five bucks a piece i'm like mm. hmm. once i started getting tempted to buy things on there i was like i gotta get it out of this quick it's gonna get yeah. bad <laughs> it's gonna get bad because yeah. i wanted boogie oogie from oh <laughs> yeah before christmas and all that stuff yeah, so I just, uh, yeah, about that. So, uh, but we do have a show to talk. We do have things to talk about, guys. We have things. Mm. We have things. We have we have a few questions, and uh, our topic is uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition and preservation of games. So, of course, Mass Effect is not the first game to get the remastered treatment, but it is the one that is upcoming and one that I'm very excited for, especially since they uh, added the gameplay from Mass Effect 2 and 3 into 1. So, Oh, thank God. Yes. Thank God, dude. Like, seriously. Uh, by the way, can we talk about that trailer real quick? Great yeah. trailer. Great trailer. Great trailer. Did you see, did you see Jennifer Hale's uh, uh, happy crying tweet video? No, uh-uh. uh, it was fun. It was cool because like Fem Shep is like kind of front and center of the of the uh. trailer instead of you know other Shep, and uh, yeah, she, she was like watching the trailer. She was like live reacting to the trailer about it. It was cool. It was cool. I see it. Yeah, you should watch it. It's fun. Uh but that trailer was great, showing the differences and stuff, and people kind of showing how, especially Mass Effect One, the updates and stuff. Uh, no more long elevator rides. Sorry, guys. Yay! So, you know, you know, you know, I I have a love hate relationship with the elevators because uh, I love hearing the news blurbs in them, but at the yeah. same time, it's like I don't feel like sitting in the elevator for two minutes just to, <laughs> just to hear this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I especially love uh, I especially love when um, after you punch home chick. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and then you hear something about one of her reports. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> let's be honest that's hilarious that you get to punch her in the face yeah mm. i didn't because i was trying to do the, the paragon you're thing. trying to be all paragon mm-hmm. yeah when lebron told me that that he pushed the thing when she pushed the news person i just fell out laughing in my, in my, <laughs> in my original play in my original playthrough I, I i didn't punch her once i punched her i punched her twice i punched her in both games <laughs> she can be punched in. And, in mass, and in mass effect 3 she is ready for you <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> That's so, I love but, that. But uh, but I learned I learned in hindsight after my playthrough of the trilogy that uh that you really don't want to assault her because like she can be one of those she can be one of those people that really help out to your galactic readiness in Mass Effect Three. Mm. I wonder how that's gonna work in Mass Effect Three, because well, the multiplayer the multiplayer had such a big yeah it did influence on that. So yeah, they said they rebalanced it, and I'm guessing they did rebalance it because of multiplayer. Because honestly, I didn't play multiplayer. Mass Effect Three because I had I played the Mass Effect trilogy so I so I figured that you know like my time spent in the multiplayer wouldn't have really mattered because 
at that time, I thought, you know, the servers are probably dead. Lo and behold, apparently the servers have been still been alive and going since, you know, since then up through now. Yeah. You yeah, know, they're, st- they're still going. A, I thought it was always a single player game. Uh, it is, but there's a multiplayer component to it. Yeah, EA, you know, you know how EA is because EA put multiplayer components in Dead Space 2 and 3. Yeah. Come on. Oh, I, rem- oh I remember Dead Space 3 couple, uh, co-op. I'm like, oh, wow. Mm. So, but um, I'm looking. For, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, it, graphically, it looks like everybody just wanted to see Mass Effect One and how they was yeah. gonna rework that whole game. I think that's is what's selling. And EA knows it because they're using most of. I think they're using most of Mass Effect One to sell people on this game. Oh well, yeah, um, they're you because that. I mean, I think Mass Effect Two is really like the best game. I like Three a lot too. I didn't really have a problem with the ending of Mass Effect 3 like most people did, but I uh, Mass Effect 1 definitely has the best story, and I think that that's also the hardest one to go back and play right now, uh, uh-huh. just yeah. in terms of it's it's really the only one that's a straight-up RPG, and uh, yeah, man, Mass Effect 1, oh. I can't wait to... Ah, man, the fact that they turned that into just... Just give it to me. Just give it to me. I hope they fix the sniper gun because man, the well, sniper they, it's, was... it's more of a third person shooter now than an RPG. Yeah, so. yeah. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, like we talked about it on Crossroads on on last Tuesday, and one of the things we mentioned, one of the things we mentioned was the fact that they retooled all the all the weapons and stuff. So mm-hmm. there, so none of the the glitchy jittery stuff you should encounter that you shouldn't encounter that like a fraction of how it was in the original games particularly because I, I don't know like it's kind of a weird thing because people were got really upset about the universal ammo system in mm-hmm. mass effect 2 and 3 mm-hmm. and i feel like I, I feel like honestly it was one of the things that this game needed where this is a sci-fi game this is this, this is a game based on science fiction stuff like that it shouldn't every weapon have like a module in it to where like it's just energy bolts anyway like yeah. uh, you know you know, like what? Why is everyone? Why is everyone pissed off about the fact that there's universal ammo? I don't get. You know, because because it's the internet it. and the internet's pissed off about everything. Well, here, here's the thing about anyway. it, as, a, as someone as a realistic person. You know, like okay, you a know, realistic person. But you know, Bioware is owned by EA. Just imagine if they didn't up, update to universal ammo, then your ammo would have been controlled by microtransactions. Ugh, because goodness. guess what? You'd never have enough ammo. To do what you need to do in the game. Oh yeah. <laughs> or you'd have to buy a module that controls your overheating in your weapons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. mm. Mass Effect. Yeah. Can't wait. I. I mean, you could play two and three on Xbox backwards compatibility, and it still worked fine. But one was the one that mm-hmm. everyone yeah. had to be sold on. So I think they sold whatever they're gonna sell. They probably sold twice as much just with that one trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Plus yeah. those yeah. games. Plus those games are like locked at 60 frames i think or at 30 frames on xbox mm. uh so that that makes it infinitely harder if you have a new console and you're used to look i, I booted up my xbox one x and it, just because it's in my office and i have uh like hulu and stuff on it and watch it while i'm editing or whatever and i was like man let's try destiny on this thing again let's see what happens dude going going from 60 frames in 4k to like whatever is happening on, on the one x is like oh boy man there's a difference oh man yeah so it feels like a totally but, different game 
Did Mass Effect 2, was that the highest one, Mass Effect 2, as sales over, over no. one? No, Mass Effect 3 was the highest selling one because everyone wanted to see how it ends. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. But 2 is revered as the best out of the series. And... Yeah. yeah. 2 is universally the most liked out of the series because it because it basically it basically made the appropriate changes to how the game should be played and everyone and everyone welcomed it like really like it was it was real it was super easy how everyone welcomed Mass Effect 2 when it when it when it showed up. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. Mhm. So, uh, so game preservation, a lot of games have been doing this. We saw Borderlands do it. We saw Bioshock do it. We saw Batman do it. We saw a lot of, a lot of games do it this gen, uh, for, you know, HD remasters and stuff. And some of them are kind of like, meh, okay. You're just trying to get more money, but some, some games have actually kind of made the games run better, look better, giving them 4k HDR kind of updates to them. Is this something that we feel like older games should consider doing uh i know nintendo has kind of been in this tough like not tough spot but like in a spot where people think they're just reselling old games again and again and again and for the most part they are but you look at the games that they're putting on switch like pikmin 3 had a had an expansion uh 3d world has a has a pretty big expansion to it so um they're kind of giving you more for the 60 dollar price tag even though mm-hmm. it'll probably be like 40 bucks uh so what are you guys' thoughts on, on this on this stuff? Do you think more companies should be doing it? Do you think we should entertain the idea? Or do we just kind of want to move forward and let old games be old games? Well, I, I think it depends on what console generation needs it. Does like the GameCube and PlayStation 3 kind of needs a remaster for the upstate update stuff? Or do we go back when Nintendo doing Link's Awakening, how they took that it's just like remade the whole game in that graphics for this modern age even though well, i'm might talking be about remasters scenario. i'm not talking, oh, about, remakes. talking about remasters yeah um i mean remakes are good too but i mean i feel like we kind of had that conversation last week uh mm. about you know especially with with resident evil and final fantasy 7 because uh, oh. those are just almost new point new games at that point telling a new telling the same story well, and right. that's why I, I think that's why I kind of said it depends on the console generation because I think with a lot of remasters, it's a lot of modern games. You know, they're able to update it graphically, fix bugs, um, fix the controls, like make them tighter and stuff like that. Um, I think it if a game has missed, uh, kind of missed people and they have a chance to remaster it and bring it out and a new audience could get to it, then I say yes, go for it. Um, it, it, I think that's what sometimes what some remasters do. They just want to hit a new audience if they missed it for the first time. Because I think with this Mass Effect, with Mass Effect, if you missed it the first time, I think it's uh, I think it's a chance for people to find out why this is a beloved series. And I think this remaster will show why it's beloved. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think in the case of Mass Effect it was a missed series because I mean like there's been so many there's been so many sales of the Mass Effect trilogy mm-hmm. as a whole like there mm-hmm. are times there are times when you can literally pop onto any of the uh, the marketplaces whether it's Xbox Live or Sony or even um or even you know Steam and um and, and EA Origin where like you can get the entire the entire trilogy for twenty bucks and that's basically the base games you know like mm-hmm. then you have to shell out some extra money for the for the uh, for the DLC which I talked about like which DLCs are worth spending spending the money on mm-hmm. uh, so I don't think it's a I don't think it's a case that it's a missed for in Mass Effect's case I don't feel like it's a missed you know game because this game 
This game is uh, came out 07. This game is almost 15 years old. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't just decide to make us wait another year and do a 15th anniversary. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad. But you know, <laughs> but um, but uh, with Mass Effect, I don't think it's so much a missed uh, a missed game for people. It's more of a it's more people have been begging for a re a remaster when like the whole remasters started becoming a thing in the xbox yeah. uh in the xbox uh one and ps4 era people were begging for a remaster because uh because a lot of people couldn't just go back especially on playstation they couldn't just go back and play their old game unless they had their okay. system. Yeah. yeah uh now with other games though like like for example like a lot of the games that nobody played from the wii u because nobody had a wii u and stuff like that that for that fits perfectly that that is miss games uh we were just talking about you know mario mario uh Mario World 3D, 3D World. Was it? Mario 3D World. Yeah, I, I was getting ready to mess it up. Uh, Mario 3D World and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a missed opportunity. And you saw I had questions earlier, like, why should I really get it? You know, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's an opportunity. Um, but that's more of a port, kind of, in a sense, than a remaster. Well, most most remasters, in my opinion, are ports, you know. But, yeah. but yeah, but for the most part, you know, like, sometimes a uh, development team comes in and makes tweaks to make it feel a little more modernized, which is mm-hmm. which is always cool. You know, some games don't need tweaking as much as others. Like, uh, um, Mass Effect 1, for example, needs needs all the tweaks, where, oh, yeah. whereas Mass Effect 2 and 3 can play, they play, they play like current-gen games, because let's be honest, like, like, games right now in this day and age are, are they're not really doing anything new and different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. like that that prototype remaster was like a bad a bad decision. They were just like it was. I think it looked and played worse than the original versions, and they were charging like sixty bucks for it. Like it yeah. looked like they didn't add anything to it. Yeah. Um, now, I say I say keep the remakes and keep the remasters coming. It just 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 pick and choose and be smart about which games uh, as developers and publishers, which games that you want to remake and remaster, for example, mm-hmm. like yeah. the dead space trilogy, they don't have to tweak anything for that. And they can remaster it right now and put it on these current gen systems, especially, you know, you know, I, I'm not sure if they want to do that, given that, you know, like, like the, the old guys from EA Redwood and, um, and uh, visceral games are getting mm-hmm. to come out their own game. I'm not sure if they want to do that, you know, they I mean, might, they, they might. that's what they said about Skate, and here we are. And they announced Skate, and Tony Hawk came out. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but yeah, like, it's. I still think there's a there's a good opportunity for remakes and remasters. Uh, remakes like Resident Evil Two and Three, Final Fantasy Seven remake. Yeah, you know, hey, you put the blood, sweat, and tears into that, and turn it into a whole different experience. That's that's phenomenal. Remakes like the RE One RE One remake on the GameCube. That was a remake. You know, um, this this uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm wait. Resident Evil. Actually, I feel like Resident Evil. Yeah, Resident Evil One felt like a remake. What's a what's a remaster that we can think of in current times right now? Current I would times. say something like Mass or uh, Assassin's Creed Three comes to mind, where they kind of remastered it yeah. for uh, yes. <laughs> the Arkham games. Uh, oh, Bor- for real, yeah. Borderlands One and Two, Bioshock. Mm. Uh, those I would consider those remasters because they up the frame rate. Uh, they mm-hmm. tweak some of the controls to make them feel more modern. Uh, the Master Chief Collection, I think, is a good example of yeah. one. The Last of Us remastered, I would say, is a is a pretty uh, high up there remaster. So, I mean, there, there's plenty of remasters out there that are doing it. What? How I would say, right? Uh, mm. Well, it because like the Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker when that came out for Wii U. That's like, a remake, though. But see, it was that's see, a remake. That's the thing, 
and see that's the thing about it with Nintendo when they put like the HD in it and even Capcom when they put like Okami HD to them they consider it as a remaster and not like a port or anything um, because I mean, it is of a them port, changing things well, well yeah here's well, the thing that, about it, though just real fast on the HD part if you're going to if you're going to put games on current gen systems and they look like you're still playing them on like a 720i television and stuff like that, you're not you're not going to have a good time. You're going to get slaughtered in reviews and stuff like that. So like if you're going to bring games to current to current gen, you know even if they're just bare bones remi- re- re- remasters, mm-hmm. you got to put in the work because a lot of people nowadays they hear remaster and they think HD, they think 4K, they think 1080p, mm-hmm. they they think mm-hmm. they think high frame rates and stuff like that. And the reason why they think that is because of movies. The um, Hollywood spoiled us because Blu-rays came out and all of a sudden all these movies were getting 1080p and 4K remasters, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, so you have to see you have to see a difference. It's a, vis- it's a visual difference because I, I mean because it's a I, cleaner I, difference. It's not necessarily yeah. a visual dis- difference because like Wind Waker, like going back to the Wii U, right? And uh, Wind Waker HD is clearly a remake, whereas Twilight Princess was a remaster. They did clean up some of the textures. They replaced the Link model with a cleaner one, but it's still like it still looks like the the Wii and the GameCube game. I, 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 yeah, I, think I would it was say just, the like if you're gonna go the remake, the if you're gonna go the remake route, you look at Resident Evil, you look at Link's Awakening, you look at Final yes. Fantasy VII, like that kind of thing is the remake. Well, that's what that, but that's what I meant. That's why I mentioned when I said Link's Awakening, and you were just like you wasn't speaking moral remakes and stuff like that. I was just like, okay, I'm gonna put that to the side because with some with some remasters definitely from Nintendo, they yes, it is playing some of the same games and making it look different and stuff, but just that word H D to Nintendo makes it sound like remaster and not to a lot of other people. I think when you say like Mass Effect Legendary well, Edition H D doesn't really mean that though. It just means it's it will oh, I'm, run I'm better on your H D T V. You don't right. have to fumble with your GameCube com- component cables well, and like yeah. Although but if you have GameCube component cables, you should sell them because they're worth. And a lot I'm of just money. saying for, I'm just saying for Nintendo themselves when they put the HD thing to them, it's a remaster, it's not to us or anything. To them, they see if they put the HD stuff, it's a remaster. <laughs> they need to be careful with that because uh, because that's that's an easy way to land people in hot water because like because this is one of those ones where customer expectation means means everything, and and if your jargon is getting it wrong, like people mm-hmm. are going to be upset. And, and yeah, Nintendo has going, a history of doing that. Yeah, and they're going and they're going to trash your product, whether it's deserved or not. They're going to trash your product, so you, you got to learn. Just like just like how, for example, like Ed, we've we've had this conversation for a couple of weeks now. You're you're upset about the fact that you know, like they like the Mass Effect Legendary Edition was announced for consoles, but you notice the we the the Switch version is missing. Mm-hmm. You know. And mm-hmm. you know it's, it's it's a jargon thing, you know. Like consoles, you know, consoles means that you know, like it's coming to the consoles plus a PC, you know, because they said that. But you know, they they did not mention the fact that it would not be available on on the Switch, and people had to go searching to see if a Switch version was coming. Now, right. I don't, know, I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, a Switch version has been announced. I have my I have my ideas and my suspicions about why, but at the same time, I don't know why. You know, like and, it's it's, it's a decision. It's a decision that EA's made for right now. And that's why, and that's why I said because, and there's even a new story out with Bioware saying that they've been thinking about it. I was just saying that if you're going to say consoles, 
Nintendo's console should be included, but they normally just say that's why I just like just say Xbox and PlayStation. Just say those. Just don't say consoles or anything. I mean, I think they still consider the, the Switch a handheld that plugs into your TV, though, right? I mean, that's that's the general consensus among gamers is that it's just a handheld. It's their handheld console. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we but we you, may not think that way, but. But to others, it may. Because yeah. the thing about it is, is that I told you, LeBron. I was just like, <coughs> try to go move on from this. I told, I was telling LeBron, I was just like, when EA said stuff about numbers and stuff that Nintendo doesn't do it or they don't have the console installment. Switch has now has that installment, and they've been showing it. And people on Switch, players on Switch, say they would buy it on Switch and everything. So. Is EA still? Why is EA still ignoring it uh, when the okay. number when the numbers were there and people are saying that they would buy it there? Here's the here's the problem though. Has EA polled gamers? Has it, have they polled gamers or have we been polling gamers? We have, we have because, been polling because yeah, EA well, has it. okay. They, EA won't pay attention to us. To EA me, is, oh, yeah. EA would pay attention to GameSpot. Game Informer, IGN, mm-hmm. they would pay attention to those outlets. If those outlets aren't getting the notoriety, and we and us as just regular, you know, regular, you know, like you know, couch or or bedroom gamers are saying this, you know, there's there's a difference, you know. And, and, and it people, may, and it, you know, okay, here's here's how we solve this problem right now. To everyone that's listening to the Boss Rush podcast, or anyone that tunes into any of the Boss Rush shows, or um, or go, or heads over to our website and stuff. If you guys, if everyone, if you guys feel like Mass Effect needs to be a thing for the Nintendo Switch. Hit up EA's social media. Hit up Bioware's social media. Let them guys know. Like you know, contact their lines and stuff like that. Let them know. Hey, there's an interest for it. I guarantee you, they'll start collating all that data. They'll get the numbers together, and they'll be like, "Oh, there's probably a presence for this." Because I feel like I feel like the main reason that EA has not made any decisions on Mass Effect coming to the Switch is because mm-hmm. they don't know if there's a player base for it. And after they figure out if there's a player base for it, they need to also understand if they're going to make money off of this because and, and heaven they, forbid and, they print the games for it and it doesn't mm-hmm. move off the shelves. Then you got stores like Best Buy, GameStop saying, hey, we can't move your games. And, and, mm-hmm. but this, and this is sometimes the weirdest thing is that companies will say that they're not going to put it on Switch, but their own employees are playing most of their games on Switch. So that's the weird thing sometimes. But I, who's saying, who's saying of, that, though? I, I think active, some people from Activision have said it. There's been some other developers who okay, have said well, it. Okay, well, their games are on Switch. Well, not all of them or anything. Not like the Call of Duty stuff. But it's just like, it's. I think it's weird that sometimes, and again, back to the remaster thing, um, that people, I think, if it was included, they... I think people when I think when if Mass Effect was included in with Switch, I think they were just like Mass Effect and total numbers for all three platforms and PC has sold this. And everybody will probably be like, Well, what was the highest one on there? You know, everybody probably would look at Nintendo like to see how much how well did it do it on Switch or everything or something like that. Um because I think with remasters I think when remasters come to Switch, it has kind of looked like that it would do good in sales when it gets reported. I think EA is expecting bigger sales for this game, definitely on there. Xbox and PlayStation, because they have a bigger audience on there. Well, the thing is, too, is like, I think people... I have a couple points here, so don't interrupt me, Ed. <laughs> One, I think Mass Effect... I'm just messing with you, Ed. You know, I just like to, I just like to pull your chain. 
<laughs> one, I think that EA or I think that gamers want to see this big expansive world remastered on their 4K TVs in a, on mm-hmm. a n- new gen console whether you're playing on on you know previous gen or this current gen, right? Like the last yeah. time we saw this game was on Xbox 360 and PS3, right? Unless unless you're playing on PC and have mods and stuff, right? Like Loran, I know you're playing through it with some 4K mods on your YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, like, we haven't seen a fresh version of these games. And, like, with the bad taste of, of everybody's mouths in Andromeda, like, they, mm-hmm. want, they want the current-gen, current 4K experience on their TV, right? Yes. So, there's that. Two, EA is probably looking at weighing their options on how hard is it to port down to switch versus these architectures that are very similar in scope, right? That PlayStation four and five Xbox, uh, PC all have similar architecture to develop games for. Whereas the switch has mobile chipsets, which I don't know how hard it is to port down, but some developers seem to have an easier time than others. A lot of people outsource stuff. Like I think there's that. And also, Mm -hmm. I think they're trying to weigh where, you know, maybe it comes out later, right? A lot of Switch ports come out later than than the current gen's ports to see what the response is after that. So we could possibly get this on Switch if you want it there, right? There's been rumors and stuff out there that a port is coming later. But for now, I think they're focused on their biggest audience right now, which is Xbox One. Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and PC. Granted, the Switch has sold a ton of units, but how many? And, of, how much is that? How much of that is third party? We know Doom uh, 2016 sold well. We know Wolfenstein 2 sold well. We know Skyrim sold well. But uh, Witcher like, 3. Witcher 3 sold pretty well on there. Like those games have sold well, mm-hmm. but EA also has a reputation of really not supporting the Switch at all. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. So the, the, giving them shiny ports of FIFA just is for that alone. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the ports of FIFA are pretty good, but they're also that port Cut is also taste. like what four years old at this point. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. They just update their rosters and put it out for sixty bucks. Well, there's the yeah. other thing too. There's the other thing too. Talking about FIFA, if FIFA, uh, <clears throat> you know, say what you will, because as games reviewers, like we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna put that, we're gonna put the hatchet to you, like if we, if you know, like if it, if it doesn't pass the smell test and stuff oh, yeah. like that. But, but for where, but you gotta look at something. FIFA is FIFA is not a thing that the U.S. is all about. Like European gamers and you know, oh, yeah. and, you know, gamers in other territories, they're all about it. And you know, if they're not complaining, if the gamers aren't complaining about, you know, about how this game is, and let's let's look at it this way, it's a port, it, it's a portable game. I guarantee you that the hardcore FIFA players are getting it for Xbox and, and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. The hardcore ones, you know, mm-hmm. everybody else is like, "Hey, I'm commuting to work. Like, it would be nice to kick this ball around, you know, through my, during my commute." I mean, or, I bought, know, it'd be nice. I bought FIFA. <laughs> I bought FIFA 20 for like 15 bucks when it was on sale on Switch, and it mm-hmm. was it's it was a great you know weekend of playing soccer, right? Yeah, I've, I've heard I've heard it's fun. I've heard it's fun. You know, a lot of people do who do soccer day. A lot of people buy it in March for some reason, like even after it comes out. They like they used to start buying it in March because I think that's when like all, I think that that's when like tournaments and stuff happen. I don't know. I'm not a big no. soccer guy. I I don't know. Austin, you you watch soccer? Are you are you into the football? 
I watch every four years when the World Cup happens for men's, and I watch every four years for the Women's World Cup when it happens, and that's <laughs> it. That is it. That's the old soccer I can do. But there's soccer all year round. Every All the time there's soccer around. So I think people just probably buy with their – if you're in the European League, they probably buy then. If you're in the MLS, they buy then. Mm-hmm. Like So it's, it's, yeah. there's probably multiple ways to buy it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I think EA, EA is considered the bad guy, and I understand. But also, you know, like there, every villain has their every villain has their met their their reasoning for why they do villainous stuff. And in the and case I, of this, I have a funny feeling they're just they're just unsure, and it's and it's scary to think that you're going to waste time and assets, you know, into developing for a system that your that your product might not sell on. And this is where think, and this is where a lot of a lot of people like we see sometimes when Square Enix, for example, puts a console exclusive on playstation or you put one on on xbox and then they have to reassess like did we make the best decision here and mm-hmm. eventually you wind up with a port on one of the other systems because because it wasn't even like it was exclusivity thing like they were like oh we initially announced this game for the xbox mm-hmm. and yeah. and then you and then you come to find out that when the playstation version comes out it's because the xbox version undersold that's mm-hmm. i think it's usually, it's usually I think, it and i think it's, when it comes to ea Holding them against their word about numbers and sales and stuff. Yeah, but the thing the thing is with EA is like they make games for people that aren't like us, right? And those the the loud minority of gamers who get mad at EA for microtransactions and only making games that make money, like you know, like microtransaction stuff and like because but like people who buy Madden every year probably Uh, aren't looking up things about the Last Guardian or the next Japanese from software game, right? Like they're not they're not doing that. They're like. Oh, I got Madden. I got Call of Duty. I'm good till and next I'm good year. To go. Yeah, yep. I think it's. I take offense to that, but okay. <laughs> I think it's when, when. Hey. I think it's when when EA says stuff like, "Well, we're, we're going where the numbers are at, and if the numbers are here, why are you not going there?" And, and you and you and you're reading you're reading you're reading way too oh, shallowly no, into that. No, but, no, 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 but no. Hold on, just, hold on. No, hold on. Let me I'm, answer. Let me answer this because if I don't answer this, I'm going to forget about it. And and oh. it's and I think it's a point that people need to hear. That's what happens when, when you get some, old? You forget about things. When somebody when somebody says we're going where the numbers are at, what they usually mean is we've done the research about whether a game like this will work on the system. They're not talking about they're not talking about how wait how many Switch systems have been sold so far to date? Seventy million. It's under it's under eighty. Come it's on, pal. It's, it's sixty nine point seven three million units. Okay, that means there is a that means that there is an accomplished user base. That that mm-hmm. that does mean that, but that does not mean that this game might sell on that system because that system has the most units sold. Okay, now continue your talk. Well, it, it was cause it was just like I think when when they said numbers, I don't I wasn't thinking about games. I was thinking kind of just in consoles in general, not not just games, just consoles in general. And I know probably we're going to move on from this. And it was just like if the number of the consoles is what you're looking for, and Switch is outdoing. Is is outdoing, and I'm and I'm talking not talking about Series X or PlayStation Five because we still got to wait for those to come in, in stores and and everything. If the numbers are meeting PlayStation Four and Xbox numbers and stuff, why is not why why are you not at least giving us something there? If we're holding you up to the word that you're looking at console numbers and not game, I don't. I think they, they're looking. They never said. They never said they were looking at console numbers. Yeah, I think they're I guarantee looking at, you. They never said that. They, they're looking. They at, probably. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say they're looking at what types of games people are playing on these consoles mm-hmm. to see if it's worth, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get a piece of and, that pie. 
and the thing about it is, since EA wasn't hasn't been supporting Nintendo, they can't get those numbers on there or we anything. Can't, we, to we, see. Can't, we can't. We can't. speak to that. We don't know that for sure. Yeah, we can't we speak to that part. I mean, but think. I mean, they have a they have a few games on Switch. Like they have a few remasters. They have uh, Burnout ooh. Paradise. They have Fey. Which they I have. They have uh, Fey. They have. Uh, uh, what's they have uh, FIFA? Unraveled. I have it pulled up. Unravel Two. Yeah. Speed Hot Pursuit. Uh huh. So racing games, platformers, and soccer, and then Apex. Yeah. Which are all games that are already working on the Switch. I get. Fortnite. I guarantee you, Apex is the one that they're looking at right now. To see if yep. it's worth porting anything else bigger there, because uh-huh. Apex is such a huge game, and uh, I mean I know they probably want some of that Fortnite pie, right? Because Apex is, yeah. is huge. I actually, man, I should probably re-download Apex. So I kind of miss playing that game. But and 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 must for me, obviously, uh, with Apex because I'm downloading for Switch. I want to see if the Source Engine runs on Switch. I mean, I th- I think uh, I mean I played a little bit of Overwatch on Switch, and it worked fine right it's not great but it, it's fine right uh, I, I think a lot of people are just used to xbox and ps4 and no PC for the overwatch is, is a pc game it's a pc point. game that's a, it's, a, it's a big i don't see any esports for overwatch <laughs> oh console. console it's all yeah. pc i mean granted the the console audience are actually still pretty huge but like mm-hmm. the, if you're if you're serious about overwatch you you're playing it on pc pc mouse and keyboard 240 frames a second Shout out, shout out, uh, Leron to your roommate who was, uh, who was doing it on YouTube. That was really good. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh God. He's a beast. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'm telling you, Apex is the game they're looking at to see if they should release anything else major. Um, but, and this includes and I will Mass say, Effect. I will say I am going to get Mass Effect, the legendary condition. If it does come to Switch later on in the year, I'm a double dip. Cause I, it's not showing EA that I'm just show them like, uh, we support this on Switch. It's just like people been saying it, and oh. it would be cool to take this game on the go and be able mm-hmm. to play it and everything. Oh yeah, just for, I think. For me personally, and I, I think that games that get delayed on Switch to, that come out later actually benefit from that, right? Because people will, yeah, people mm-hmm. will play the game where it's like, oh man, like Doom for example. Oh man, this PC version looks great. This Xbox One X version looks great. Uh, and then it comes out what six eight months later, where you're kind of getting that itch to be like, maybe I'll play it a little bit, maybe not. I don't know. I don't feel like re-downloading it. Oh, it's on Switch. I can play it on the couch while we're watching TV. Mm-hmm. Why not? Uh, I mean, everything Bethesda's put out, except for Youngblood, I think, has sold over a million units, which is not yeah. terrible for a third party on Switch. So yeah, yeah. I think doing Doom Eternal for Switch hasn't did did numbers. I don't think um, it's done very well. Because it's it's download only. Yeah, I don't think it did well across the board. Cause like it oh, came, it sold a it ton when it came out. It when sold, it came it's, out, it sold like 15 million units to date or something. Well, I felt like that it got forget forgotten. Like, was it because of because Ori? It's, it's because you or, don't follow games Animal like that. <laughs> no, it was because of Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing dominated. Doom Eternal's digital launch sales triple Doom 2016. Oh, when they, well, the thing they, I'm wondering, the thing I'm wondering is, I can't think of a single third-person shooter on Switch, a single one. A third-person shooter? So, third-person? Yeah, third-person shooter. Oh, oh, let me tell you about GI Joe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> don't. 
I have a feeling that that's the same as Fast and Furious game. I mean, uh, I mean, Fortnite's on Switch, right? That's That's, true. Yeah. I mean, does that and that counts, right? People play that on the on their phones as well. Yeah. So I feel like it. Well, I'm thinking like you know, Tomb Raider's not there. Um, You know, of course, I mean, there's no Uncharted or Gears of War, of course, but. You know, I would say like Tomb Raider would be one to look at. Like, would Square Enix try to put Tomb Raider on the Switch? Ed and I have that conversation had that conversation a lot <laughs> early on in yeah. Box life. What's the uh, what's the what's the general consensus on that? I, I, would, I want it. I don't know what if anybody wants it, but I want it. I feel like, man, after all the trouble that Tomb Raider's been through like coming out against uncharted or the microsoft fiasco or you know coming out the end of a life cycle i feel like giving it a fresh uh, you know like a fresh coat of paint for the switch and just like porting it and having those games portable would be great uh again i feel like that would get some goodwill for Mm -hmm. not just crystal dynamics but tomb raider as well uh just because of how avengers is kind of gone but yeah i it would give them good sales because it's just I don't know. People with Rise of the Tomb Raider, Fallout 4, like dominated over there. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, it came out. It's a great game, but people just skipped it and stuff. It's because and it's it just... wasn't Crystal Dynamics. It was Idos Montreal. And yeah, I think I think Shadow's the best one. I like here. I like Shadow. Uh Shadow improves on a lot of stuff. Um uh, I think Rise is just good because I've played it so much. But Shadow's really good. Um, for it, and I think if it if those games would have came to Switch, and even if it's just digital only, I think they would do very well because people would be like, okay, we got a adventure action adventure game on the system, and I think more people would pay attention to it on Switch than on the other consoles. I just I just feel like at the time, Uncharted was in its heyday, right when uh, twenty thirteen mm-hmm. came out, and like you said, to get going up against Fallout, like Tomb Raider just had, every time Tomb Raider comes out, it has struggled against something just struggled yeah. against something and so i think didn't, releasing it didn't, what didn't one of them come out the same day as metal gear solid 5 um, am i remembering that correctly no that was the witcher um, yeah no it that's mad max it's mad max yeah mad max. that would it, it doesn't matter that would have been very unfortunate yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but rise released alongside fallout 4 uh, and it was Microsoft exclusive. Yeah, so, so that just... Hmm. Which is hilarious, because Microsoft had the marketing on both of those games. Why wouldn't they just say, hey, we're moving one two weeks ahead or two weeks forward or something? It's just like... Right. Because uh, everybody, everybody was just like, move Rise and let Fallout stay yeah, where they should have moved you know. Rise to the spring. If your game is a smaller title and can't compete with Call of Duty or something on the side of Fallout or Destiny or... Uh, something like that, you mm. need to move it to the spring or like January, yes, yep. February, March. Did Fallout 4 do better on PC? Yeah, Overcast it always or? does because that gets mods. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think mm-hmm. it was kind of a pissing contest where <laughs> Square Enix is like, hey, we're not backing down. We could take on Bethesda. Probably. <laughs> <It's> probably <laughs> yeah, probably, it could have been. Exactly I mean, it was. Yeah. No, no Square Enix, if they did, they were going to put something on Nintendo to make them that money back. That and maybe like... Uh, you know, they, maybe they were counting on it's not the same type of game. People are looking for an action adventure game. They're going to play Tomb Raider. If they're looking for a sprawling RPG, they'll buy Fallout. But maybe they just, I think they just underestimated Fallout's power. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to get into some of these questions here, gentlemen. 
Uh, Sam Hall writes in, we kind of touched on this a little bit, uh, but he says, hey guys, just wanted to know what remasters or updates you'd like to see in the future. Oh wait, we didn't we didn't answer Sappy's question from oh. our Discord. Uh, Sappy says, if you can, give your thoughts on if it's worth longtime fans buying a Legendary Edition of Mass Effect Trilogy. The trailer gave me the feels, but I'm on the fence about it. I say yes. It's, I think it's mm-hmm. worth it. Um, definitely with seeing how Mass Effect 1 plays and just the overhaul look, that 4K, it really looks impressive. And I think this is going to help Bioware kind of get their name back, mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, and that's why I say for people who missed it, who may have missed it in the, pa- in the past, this is a good time to get on this game and play in this modern age. So yeah, I I say put your sixty or seventy dollars. I don't know what the price is going to be for it. Seventy bucks. Um, it's seventy. Is that yeah. a cost? is it or is it sixty? Uh, I think it's going to be seventy because like it looks to be it, okay. Seventy for the new gen consoles and sixty for the older stuff. That's pro. That's going to be my. That's going to be my sense. guess. They might. They might surprise us though and be like, "Hey, it's a forty dollar or forty or fifty dollar game." They might <laughs> it's, surprise yeah, us. There's been not. no. You're getting no, three games. No, there's been no. There's been no. no a, oh, oh, here, here it is. Like Mass Effect is the darling okay. of, e, of EA Bioware. It is. Mm-hmm. So I guarantee you, they're going to charge premium dollar. I, and plus, they're giving us all the DLC. Except for except for pe- except for Pinnacle Station. Which apparently they lost the uh, they lost the source code for that, mm-hmm. so that yeah, was, it got that corrupted. Was, it's it well the it was data corrupt it was the, data corrupted and the source code got lost because an outside company mm-hmm. did that. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, is, it's fifty nine ninety nine for Xbox One and Xbox Series X with free with smart delivery. Smart. Oh, that's what I, I was going to ask. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's it's worth it. I think everybody's going to be getting it. Um, this is probably I, I one just, I'll buy a physical copy for. To be honest with you. Uh, the PC version, which means I gotta get digital, all digital. <laughs> I would just get that have, PS5. I would version. love to have the box art. I, I will. That box art, by the way. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Who, whoever this graphic designer is, I want to be that guy. I gotta see the box art. I didn't get, haven't seen it yet. Mm. Oh, good. If, if only you had um, a device oh, in front okay, of so you to be, look it's it. It's gonna up. be sixty bucks on. It's gonna be sixty bucks on Steam. That makes me happy. Yeah. Um, is this after Resident Evil Village or before? It's. I think it's the week I after. The week after, okay, yeah, the two top tier games in in May. So I say, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, I would say it's yeah. worth it too. I think uh, just in terms of if it's one of your favorite games, in terms of like we said, like game preservation and playing the games that you remember playing instead of playing the one playing them in the actual form that they're in. Uh, I, I want to replay one because I man that 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 game was kind of hard to get through. It's Woo! I think it's worth it to play Mass Effect One in a better way in yeah. general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much I because of this I pretty much put my plans on doing that doing that entire like PC remaster thing. I put that on hold now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, put that, I I might just go back to my YouTube channel and actually like scrub those videos, like remove them, take them down. But I need to start putting you up more content. A, you could do a side by side comparison. A comparison? Oh, that would be yeah. sweet, actually. Okay, write yeah, that down. Leron, I will be looking for your stream for that because I do want to see how it looks on PC. Am I gonna play? I don't know if I'm gonna play it live or if I'm gonna play it or if I'm gonna record and and then upload and post because I I want to give people the I want to give people like the the authentic experience and the authentic Mm -hmm. experience is someone talking on top of it. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, t- I think I just want to see how it looks on PC with all the uh, graphics cards and like the upgrades and stuff compared to what. Uh, well, remember, I don't have a super duper computer right now because I don't have a thirty eighty or or thirty series graphics card you, right now. You good with what you got? You good with what you got? 
as far as as far as my answer to that question, I'm going to say yes. It is it is definitely worth taking the plunge again, uh, especially if. If you're if you're an overall fan of Mass Effect and you're over it, then nah, you don't you, you're not going to miss nothing. Even though I think you might be doing your, yourself a mis uh, a misservice by a disservice by choosing not to play at least the remastered of uh, Mass Effect One. Mm-hmm. I think Mass Effect One is is basically. I honestly think that's pushing the price of the of, of the game itself. Uh, all the work they put in the Mass Effect One. I mean that. I'm interested just to see the the differences in Mass Effect One versus the differences in Mass Effect Two and mm-hmm. Three got because mm-hmm. I have a funny feeling Mass Effect One is the most overhauled game, which is the reason why it had the big delay the, because like the game was supposed to have been announced in November. I think it was supposed to be announced in October and come out on N Seven Day. Was yeah. the plan? Yeah. So and then it got delayed. Yeah. It got del- it got delayed, and, and, and even EA and Bioware put put out the statement that that the reason why this delay is 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 unforeseen is because we are trying our best to retool the original Mass Effect. That, mm-hmm. like you know, that game. I'm not even sure when Mass Effect when Mass Effect came out in 07, was just gaming technology a certain way or something? Or and then well, like it, by 2010, things have shifted. It was running on a, a, like the first uh, Unreal Engine three. 1.1 mm-hmm. I think whatever whatever version gears one was running on mass effect was mm-hmm. running on uh mm-hmm. and then gears obviously epic was working on gears so they had the you know the top top crap working yeah. on it right so uh mm-hmm. yeah I don't know man I just I think they were stuck in figuring out whether mass effect should be a a third person shooter or in the style of KOTOR or somewhere in between, and that's kind of what they went with with one, right? Was like that mm-hmm. in between style thing, and then they're like, "No, we just got, we got to go full third person with this." Because because KOTOR was their was their was their title that gave them their name until Mass Effect came out. Yeah, because um, I mean, Jade, Jade Empire is a great game, but most but most people know Jade Empire. Yeah. Jade Empire has like a, a cult following. Jade Empire yeah, was awesome. I love, it I was yes, because KOTOR came. Kotar was first, right? Because I think that was the first Bioware console game. Uh, it was it was the first one on the original Xbox. It wasn't the first console game though. They did like they did like Dark Alliance, Baldur's Gate, and stuff for PS2 and GameCube and stuff. Uh, but I th- I really think that yeah, because Kotor was like their their big break into like the mainstream. I feel like Kotor oh, okay. put them on the Kotor put them on the map. Yeah, because yeah, I thought Bioware was more for a PC company. So they that's are. why I put, they are okay. I would argue they're still PC first pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Okay. Um. So I hope that uh, Austin, do you, did you did you answer this question? Buy it. Yes. Buy it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh. Yeah. You. You definitely. Got, I feel like if you have any interest in Mass Effect, if you've never played it or if you've played it before, this is this is great. I would honestly, if it was just Mass Effect One done without two and three, I would probably pay forty bucks for it. Forty oh, bucks. Everybody for would. Just, everybody would still buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, I'm gonna delete Mass Effect One, Two, and Three off my Xbox right now because uh, I had them downloaded yeah. because I was gonna play them at some point again, and now because I was like, oh, the remaster is not coming. Now it is. So. The download file is probably gonna be like ten times the size of all three of those games, though. <laughs> I know it is. I'm sure Ooh, it is. Can I? Ooh, can I sneak and see what the download size for the Steam file is gonna be? Hold on, let me see. Maybe. I wonder. Maybe I wonder if they're gonna do it to where if it's like. Uh, uh, where it's like Bioshock, where you can download the first one by itself, first and second one by themselves, and then you do Infinite. Like if they're gonna have all three of them separate, or if it's all gonna be together. 
that's the, like the Zeta Blade Chronicles X one where you could download like the patches and everything before the game comes out. So when you put the game in, it recognizes it, and then bam, you're good to go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. On the Steam side, it's saying it's saying have 120 gigs of space available. Ooh. So it's probably going to be at least like 105 or something. Oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's going to be one whole package because that's right. Yeah. There's one launcher that you can pick any of the three games right off the bat to start. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you just start with one? It really <laughs> so bothers people... it really bothers me when there's a trilogy of games that you're supposed to play in order, and people are like, "Let's start with the second one." And I understand that, like that one. This is like one is just like a really hard game to go back to right now, but like it's the best story you have to play it plus like there's i agree plus there's links in mass effect one that if you don't play mass effect one you'll never see those happen in mass effect three ever even if you do the digital comic and and that's and that's why i want to play one again because i want to remember the story it's been a long time since i played it um story's fresh in my mind (laughs) saren's the best video game villain oh yeah uh yeah yeah i can say yeah Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm wondering though, because now that you mentioned it, Corey, I wonder, I wonder if they just scrap that whole digital comic thing so people can't just cheat their way and not play Mass Effect 1. <laughs> uh, I think Game Informer said that, that they are offering that. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Oh, but aware. There's, still, wusses. there's still choices in Mass Effect 1 that aren't in the, there's the digital choices, comic. Yeah. Oh. yeah. There's nuanced I choices. Mean, I'd be shocked for anyone to skip one when you know that it's been redone like this. Like, yeah. I feel like you'd be a psychopath if you just <laughs> just like, nah, I don't, I don't want to see how they rechanged one and made it look as good as two and three. Now, yeah. I don't want to yeah. see that. Yeah, there's just a lot of lot of stuff in one gameplay wise that you know that I want to see. Plus, I'm. Um, oh, sorry, Ed, I didn't. I thought. No, you were... no, no. Oh, no, no, that was it. I, I'm really interested to see how these games look going together now because they're all running on the same engine and they're all running in the same, you know, like your character. Remember in Mass Effect 2, when you loaded it up, it still asked you to, like, create your character if you wanted to change yeah. things. It's like, yeah. yeah. No, no, I don't. <laughs> what, engine, what engine is it running on? I think they're. I think it's Unreal. I think they're Unreal. using Unreal because they're using that yeah. original code, right, to, to underlot, and then they're just fixing it, right? So I'm, I'm assuming it's Unreal. I hope it's not frostbite. Oh, I, I think they do. They do. They, do they want to kill it that. like they do. They want to kill it like they killed Andromeda. It's, I mean, kind of sounds like they do. Uh, <laughs> man, Mass Effect Andromeda. Man, I enjoyed it, but it did not feel like Mass Effect. Like Mass Effect, yeah. It's, I do it like, the, like it. Seemed like its own game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do like the jetpacks in Andromeda, though. Great yeah. addition. Great idea. Mm-hmm. So. Like I said, I feel like Bioware didn't have no time to learn the Frostbite engine. Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna move on to Sam Hall's question now that we've answered Sappy's question. Uh, by the way, <laughs> Sappy is a host of Lore Together. If you haven't listened to that podcast, it's it's uh, they do uh, they talk about lore of your favorite video games. So they, their YouTube channel also has playthroughs of their of those games. So you should check it out. Sam Hall writes and he says, hey, guys, just wanted to know what remasters or updates you'd like to see in the future. Mass Effect is one of my favorite franchises, and I'm really like more in that vein. Um, I think you guys said Dead Space. 
Uh, yeah. I I said Dead Space. Dead Space. Uh, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I would love to see uh, I would love to see a remake or or I would love to see a remake of Dead Space, especially if they especially if they basically use all the all the tweaks and perks of Dead Space two and three. For example, like you know, like let let the let the zero G spacewalking stuff feel more like it did in Dead Space two and three, mm-hmm. because uh, I couldn't stand the fact that you had to aim for a platform and then jump at it to go zero G, you know, that was one of the things that, that was one thing I felt was really cumbersome and in Dead Space 2 and 3, if you wound up out in space and stuff like that, you just, you just disengage your boots and you can go wherever you want to and, and 3 also, I, 3 also realized it better. Um, everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna get mad when I say this, Dead Space 3 had universal ammo, you know, um, I didn't see a problem with it, but I was at the same time, I was like, hey man, like, Isaac Clark, the guy's an engineer and he was, he was battling alien creatures that, you know, with, with tools, if he if he found a way to like defeat an entire world, you know, with, with with a toolkit, that guy should be able to make any ammo he wants. So why are y'all complaining about universal ammo? <laughs> and he's an engineer, <laughs> you know, I, the dumbest thing people argue about and stuff like that, you know. Uh, it, uh, right uh, for me, uh, for me, uh, uh, I still want to resist this remaster. I, oh yeah. Like, like go ahead and fix one. I like two and three. I think three is the best. Uh, fix one and just like give it that like updated polish and stuff. Um, I really want Insomniac to do that to go back because I think that's one of their. I think that's one of the best first person shooters on uh, on PlayStation that I thoroughly enjoy. Killzone is good, but. But Resistance just like it spoke to me on PS3 with all three games, and I think it would look so good on PlayStation 5 and PC if they decide to bring it. I bet they do. I bet Resistance comes back comes back in some form. Uh, I bet Blue Point is working. <laughs> one of their teams is working on it at some point, right? There. Yeah. Sure. Do we know what Blue, Blue Point? Do we know what their next project is? By the way. No, no idea. not yeah. They just when when they finished Demon Souls, that was it. Right now, so they're probably playing or something. Mm. Um, it's my hope. Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they probably redoing Eco since they did Shadow of the Colossus. Mm. I think I would be kind of upset if they do that instead of Resistance. Yeah, <laughs> or any other ones. I've I I've been hearing Metal Gear at some point. Uh, actually, actually, wait. Actually, there's that is there's a confirmed. Metal Gear Solid One remake coming. It's it's yeah. it's supposed to be in the works right now, which makes me think that there's a good chance that Sony is going to snatch up that uh, that IP mm-hmm. from uh, Konami. I wonder if they. Uh, when I say snatch up, I mean like they're going to get the rights. I wonder it. if that. I wonder uh, if Sony's going to just say, "Hey, Konami, we'll we want to license your IP exclusively. Here's a handful of cash. We want to make your games. Let's do it." And Konami will say, sure, we have gyms and pachinko machines to run. Do you think it's after the restructuring, or do you think that contract I is think kind it's, of... I think it's part of the restructure, where, like, yeah, we still have an internal game studios to do, like, to, you know, repurpose our classic stuff, but if people mm-hmm. want to use our IP, then, you know, we're going to license it out. Similar to what be... similar to what Disney's doing with Star Wars and, and Marvel, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I would be shocked that if Konami's not talking to Nintendo to... I would be. I feel like they're more in bed with PlayStation at this point. Yeah. Well, I think with that re, um, remaster of Metal Gear Solid One, uh, Twin Snakes on GameCube. Yeah, but I feel um, like nobody liked it. 
I feel like that was yeah. the problem Nobody, with Twin which Sticks. Is is weird, that... Which is weird. Which is weird because they've been using all this stuff for the, for Metal Gear Two and Three from that uh, for Twin Snakes. Wait, hmm. hold on, hold on. Twin Snakes. Twin Snakes was built after Metal Gear Solid Two. So mm-hmm. if anything, Twin Snakes borrowed a lot of the concepts I from Metal Gear Solid Two. No, uh-huh. it came out nope. after Two. And they were supposed two. to. They were supposed to do Two and Three for gamecube also Game. but uh, it, didn't, it didn't sell it didn't sell and it didn't move gamecube systems yep like i already had a it's gamecube a, so i bought so i bought that game it's but the it same as resident evil push. 4 right like they're like oh yeah. well we got an exclusive we've got three resident evil exclusive games and guess what it didn't sell gamecubes so that's why they put it on ps2 it's so weird um it's weird that nobody that- likes nintendo <laughs> I mean, but, <laughs> Corey said I, it, not me. Corey, I, no, it's just, it's just that, like, when some sometimes when those games come out, like on the Nintendo platforms, I'm saying just like exclusive, that whatever they put in, they use for other products, other works later on on different platforms and different series of games. So, I, I still think we could get a port of Metal Gear Solid Two and Three on the Switch because the best mm-hmm. way to play those games now is on the Vita. Uh, is yeah. on handheld. It's the yes. best way to play it. Yeah. yeah. And so, if it was on Switch, it would be, it'd be a huge, yeah, huge deal. Well, like I, like I said, I, I feel like for for older games and and remasters and stuff and, and ports, like Konami has internal teams to do that, right? Like mm-hmm. you see the the Castlevania collection and the Contra collections and stuff popping up on on consoles, but like for new AAA, uh, you know, huge budget IP, they're gonna want a. a, a knowledgeable team to do that right and i feel like sony is going to try their hardest to do that because i think uh no offense to nintendo but sony's console is way more powerful and and nintendo's doing gangbusters with their own ip and indies that they're just like we're not going to waste the money doing that because look how well our first party song i'm not i'm not saying that you're wrong ed i'm just saying like that i feel like that's nintendo's business idea i I don't know why i did this but yeah i I think Nintendo themselves have moved, kind of moved away from working with Konami because we see them more working more with um, Bandai Namco mm-hmm. and uh, Kobe Tecmo for mm-hmm. games and even Platinum games. They're working with them. Yeah. I think Konami hasn't had movement in their games besides like Scale Attack. That's be- it's because they haven't they haven't made any games. They published I mean, they published Scale Attack right like but that didn't yeah. sell units right. That was just and, an in- that was an indie style game that Konami published. Yeah, and I think Bomberman when when Switch first came out did like numbers for them, like and I think that was the kind of surprise that's coming. Well, also and that was it. also the only other game you could buy besides Zelda and One Two Switch was Bomberman at the time, right? Because like, at, mm-hmm. I mean, no offense to Nintendo, but nobody was supporting the Wii U, and they were like, "Why are we going to support your next thing?" Right at the beginning, remember how okay. how slow games were coming to Switch at the beginning? And oh, yeah. when we were doing yeah. Power Block, we were like, "Oh well, we'll do four weeks on Zelda, and then oh." I guess uh, I guess Splatoon's coming out. We'll talk about that and Arms. Oh, and then a remake of Street Fighter. <laughs> a remake yeah. of Street Fighter Two and Bomberman are coming. So I guess we'll talk about those for a month. And then a cavalcade of games of indies. And well, yeah. I mean, once coming. once the Switch took off, and especially that second year, where like, oh, well, Nintendo's got something here. Nintendo, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we we kind of knew that because we're we are obsessed with Nintendo. And we will buy anything they put out but i feel like companies are obviously way different in that and so we mm. saw we saw uh, like we said earlier switch sold 70 million units but uh it's mostly on their first party and indies stuff so yeah uh, uh, i'm sorry austin did you add a one any rebasters 
Uh, well, I would I would love to see uh, Red Dead remastered, the first one, uh, and then I would really like to see a remake of Bully. I just was just about to whole say, redone, redone. You better yeah. said bully. Yeah, <laughs> you better said bully. <laughs> See, Red Dead, I'd be okay with just a remaster, but mm-hmm. with Bully, I would, I wouldn't want a remaster. I would want a, a whole remake. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, build from that the from up. the ground up. Give it the GTA Five experience. Mm-hmm. Rebuild that from the ground up. <laughs> yeah, Bully was but such then, a weird game. Weird. I, I bully was such bully. a great game. I feel it like I feel like weird. Bully is the. I feel like Bully is the best <laughs> game from. When are in the way that it came out. I think it did numbers and stuff, but a lot of people feel like it didn't have that GTA magic to it and stuff. Um, I feel like people liked it. I feel like people liked it because it wasn't GTA at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that was the big draw of that game. Was like, oh, it's a it's it's a GTA style game that's not GTA, right? Because like, doesn't just take isn't the open world just take place in a school, right? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I, I never played Bully, so. I would also like a remaster. Oh, it was it was great. It was great. It's like you so like you got to do stuff out in town. It was it was such a great game. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that's a remaster that should have happened. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Austin. I think a lot of people missed it, and I think it would fit in well. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, Rocksteady's design for open world games. I uh, uh, I have one, guys. Now stick with me. It's gonna be awesome. You guys are gonna, you guys are gonna be excited. Maybe not. I don't know. I think we need a remastered trilogy of the first three SSX games. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. <sighs> the first three were the best ones because SSX 4 and SSX World Tour were garbage. I know. That's I why I said the first EA, three. EA Big would just come back. Come back. Yeah. Come back. Just in general. Know, with their alternative spin on sports titles. I yes. Man. We missed yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. play. I didn't play the SSX series. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me tell. Let, let me tell you this, Ed. SSX mm-hmm. was probably the definitive PS2 launch game mm-hmm. because once you weed through the rest of the library, if you had SSX, that was the one you played the most until like the heavy hitting games it, came out. Are you telling me that later. the bouncer it, wasn't a good enough launch game for you? <laughs> 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 the bouncer wasn't. What was that one? What was that one game? Um, Fantasy Vision, something like the no. uh, Summoner. You know, that's a set. Are you talking about Summoner? Uh, okay, I remember Summoner too. Yeah, but no. Um, uh, you know, sad. Like those launch titles are so forgettable, but everyone remembers SSX and the Bouncer because the Bouncer was kind of infamous. Yeah. <laughs> I I bought the Bouncer. I bought the Bouncer Madden uh, 2001 and NBA Live 2001 with my PlayStation 2. And let me tell you, I played through the Bouncer once, and then I played a lot of Madden after that. I didn't get my PlayStation 2 until the Slim came out. So, um, I didn't go back. And plus, I wasn't playing like sports games like that. Um, I, that so, um, I mean, I would love to play SSX. Like, experience it's $10. It. I, Since you don't subscribe to e- Game Pass or EA Play, Ed, it's $10 mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Xbox. SSX 3 is. I, I kind of feel like they're going to bring that to Switch as part really? of the seven games. Three is three is good, but but three is also the one where I started noticing my love of the because they they changed a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I love the free ride segments and stuff like that. You know, where you could basically just run around the map and stuff. It, 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 honestly, it felt like it felt like they borrowed elements from Burnout Paradise, and that's kind of what threw the whole thing off. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but as mm-hmm. a, out of all three, it was my least liked of the three. Mm-hmm. What was the snowboarder game for N64? 
1080. Mm-hmm. Or if you're cool like me and ask for 1080, you got Twisted Edge Extreme Snowboarding. So <laughs> much. Uh, I would also like to see Red Faction come back at some point. In some yeah, form. yeah, uh, yeah. So, all right, we're gonna get to this last question, guys, because it's uh, it's three fifteen in the afternoon. Tiffany Gelt writes in. She says, "Hey everyone, wanted to write in and say that I love the show and I like how I can listen and not feel like I have to keep up with today's gaming trends." After we just talked about <laughs> Mass Effect Remaster for, for <laughs> yeah, yeah, an hour and a half. Uh, with that said, what is one thing you wish the gaming industry was better at with people in between the casual and hardcore space? Thanks. Uh, um, not being so gatekeepy. Uh, I feel like the ga- gaming industry is very gatekeepy uh, in terms of, of what you should like, what you shouldn't like. If you like this, you're cool. If you don't like this, if you have an opinion about something that's totally different about someone else's, it's like, oh my God, you're the devil. You should die. You know, uh, stop trying to cancel Kathy Griffin. <laughs> uh, uh, that's going to get you canceled, Austin. You're canceled. I know. I, I'm pretty sure I already was. <laughs> it's fine. You you can stay here. I don't care. You can have your opinions. Uh, I think I think Twitch itself. I think there are some good things about Twitch and some bad things. Um, I, I kind of think that needs to kind of be fixed uh, in a sense. Even though that doesn't really kind of answer the question with casual and hardcore. Um, I think it's just that sometimes when you're playing a casual game or a hardcore game, there are certain people who go in there and just be like very negative in a sense. And I wish that Twitch themselves would would do something more about that to make the, the uh, experience for people who don't play games but want to watch it make it more enjoyable and for hardcore gamers who want to go in and, and learn stuff and see skills and stuff um i think twitch could be better at what they do for yeah uh i i just i just feel like you know back to what i was saying i just feel like i feel like communities are so like it, it's almost like high school clicky things again you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> it just feels like everybody's so into being the top person in communities and stuff and it's just like oh yeah i mean not <laughs> like me that's the one i was talking about uh being girls the clicks mm-hmm. that's the one thing that's the one thing i think leaderboards leaderboards basically bred a whole new like version of like elitism in gaming you know you know i mean to the point where people will actually cheat to be on the leaderboards and stuff mm-hmm. like that you know and and uh like that's the one it really ruins it really ruins a casual experience like really fast for somebody you know because there are people out there just love to play video games and they they'll play any game just to be experiencing playing video games and then the hardcore element will come along and kind of like ruin the experience for them and all of a sudden you know and this can definitely correlate to sales of games because like if if your um if your level of entry or your level of adoption for for the casual gamer isn't there, the game suffers in sales. Mm-hmm. And usually it's part of a community thing where it's hardcore versus casual, you know. Which um, is so which is which is weird because leaderboards was the thing in the arcade era, you know, getting your then, getting a high score and but well, in the arcade, name, in the, 
in the arcade era, it was harder for the individual to control, though. Like, you know, right. like you came in, you dropped your quarters, you played, you put your number one or your number two score up there, and then you went home, and the next day, you're like, oh, Snappy snappy got my hot the high score so i right. got right in you know where that's why it kind of transitions it transitions to what leaderboards are in are now well, well leaderboards are a whole different are a whole different ball of wax now because nine times out of ten your leaderboard also comes associated with in game chat yeah <laughs> user forums and all this stuff and now you wind up you'll wind up getting blasted online either either vocally you know through through live game chat or you'll go put you go put your your, your your two cents in on a on a on a, on a games forum and all of a sudden you have half the internet just trying to like to rip your head off mm-hmm. yes yeah uh austin you have I any know. i don't i don't know if i have anything for like gaming communities I mean, I, I like the one that we have right here. Honestly, I think it's the best. Uh, you know, just I've been in other gaming communities and I say past tense because I, I do not want to, <laughs> I do not wish to be a part of most of them anymore. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, uh, this one in like the Geeks Under Grace one and there's a couple of others, but most of them I'm just like, Ugh. but I would say for me, like just with gaming companies in general, just to like respect the consumer's time more, uh, making it to where more casual players can play more games and keep up with them. Um, and not be like, oh, I got to spend 60 hours in this game just to, just to get through it. Whereas, you know, there's some games where you can, you can play 20 and not to do all the side stuff mm-hmm. and have that side stuff for people who want to do it. Um, I, I think that's just like respecting your time kind of thing is, Something I wish would would improve. Hopefully, with this next gen, I'm hoping. Which mm-hmm. I think people are. I think that's why people are encouraging. It's okay to play a game on easy mode. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether you, you know, whatever games you get, if you feel like you just want something, something to get through, and it won't take your time. An easy mode is always there. Uh, and people sometimes, but now nowadays, recommend more of an easy mode so people can get through the game, get the experience, know the story, and go on. The challenge, mm-hmm. if you want a better challenge, then play it on normal or a harder difficulty. Or if you feel like you really want to be challenged, play like a Souls game and stuff like that, where the difficulty is set up high and they won't go easy on you at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, all, and the only reason why I say this is because I'm looking through like my PS4. And, like, all the games that I haven't played or finished that I want to play are all open-world games. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just yeah, to get through these is just, like, a slodge. That's why I'm and excited for Mass Effect. As soon as, like, I'm just not interested in the world. Yeah, I mean, and Mass Effect is a great example of, like, you can do the side stuff if you want, but you don't have to. You can mm-hmm. blow right through the story if you want. And that, to me, is stuff I kind of wish they would go back to. Um you know, you're always going to have your your Elder Scrolls, your your Fallout's and stuff like that. That's there, but and mm-hmm. I enjoy those games, but not every game has to be that game. <laughs> yeah, like let yeah. me tell you, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I put something like seventy something hours into Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I'm like halfway through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ubi, oh, everything ever since Ubisoft went open world, their games just feel long. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Well, that's- Our friend Colonel Panic said a good thing about Ubisoft games the other day. By the way, he's like, "Man, their games are always really fun until they're not. Until they're not. Until they're not." <laughs> and I'm like, "Man, that makes so much sense." Yeah, honestly, that's true. you never honestly, like that's- finish a game having the same amount of fun as you were at the beginning of the game. <laughs> it's yeah. always like, "Oh, finally, I can. I'm done." Yeah. 
Yeah. Honestly, and I'm and I'm not I'm not starting to start any crap here. That's how I feel about a lot of games I play on current or for current Nintendo titles nowadays. I feel like I feel like they're fun in the beginning, and all of a sudden it becomes like a slog or a chore. I'm not saying that. I'm not mad at that. That that happens. Ed, you're awfully quick that, to respond to that to say you weren't offended no, by that. No, 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 because just like because like when playing Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity, that's when it started to feel like, oh, like okay, now I got to need just to push through this game and not do everything and and stuff like that. But actually, like, actually, you know what? I'm gonna take a shot at you now, Ed. Uh, like, uh-oh. like, come on, Paper Mario Origami. No, I, I, man. <laughs> Now I'm taking a shot. No, no. Until you play the bosses in Final Fantasy Remake, do not. I am playing. I am playing the. I am playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Wait, and guess what? And guess what? Uh, what? What? Wait till you get too further on in that game. You will be oh, like, no, hey, are, if you haven't figured, like, if you haven't figured out that the boss experience in uh in in Final Fantasy VII Remake is meant to make you rethink how you're supposed to be playing these bosses, then you missed the point of the entire Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, oh no, they just changed that. Wait till you fight that house and it throws some assurance on. You're going to be <laughs> upset, <laughs> literally. Mm. All the uh, that I got. Paper hold, on, hold on, you know what? Hold on, that's that's you know what. That's Square. That was Square Enix doing a call out to all their PS One era games. <laughs> that house insurance. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because that house insurance thing, I'm 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 thinking immediately about some of those bosses you had to fight in Brave Fencer Musashi. <laughs> some of the some of the hijinks they got up to. Hmm. Wow. Wow. I just don't know what to say. <laughs> Hey, look, they, in Paper Mario, they keep you on your toes. So they they and they really, I, and they do check some things up. So it's it's really cool what they do in that game. I believe. I, you. Haven't, I haven't played Paper Mario or Gami King. And I haven't played Final Fantasy VII Remastered. They both suck, though. All the bosses suck. The whole game suck. <laughs> I'm. I can't wait to. I can't wait for. I can't wait for Final Fantasy VII to come to uh, Xbox. Sometime. Oh, as a matter of fact, Ed had mentioned this earlier that he was waiting for uh, that he'd love to see what remake looks like on the uh, Series X and um and you know on the new on the new consoles. Mm-hmm. Let me say this: I'm playing Final Fantasy VII remake right now on the PS5, and my roommate he played it on PS4. And when he walked in and he saw what it looked like, he was like, "Man, this looks like I need to play this game again." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the game looks beautiful on PS4. So mm-hmm. just seeing it, like see like seeing it up res and maybe like sixty frames like uh, the frame rate was a little bit faster. Um, I, that's what I want to see. But it's it's a beautiful game. Like, Does it have better frame rate on PS Five? Yeah. Uh, oh, you know I I'm not sure. I know it, it looks like it's playing sixty frames on um on my television. I may have to. Uh, I may have to check. Like I don't know. Digital Foundry did one yet on it. Or uh, or there's there's a comparison video. I'm gonna have to check to see it. Um, but like I said, Final Fantasy VII Remake is a beautiful game. It gets frustrating at the end, but I give Square Enix their props what they did with it. Well, gentlemen, I think that's gonna wrap the show. I want to thank everybody for watching and/or listening to the Boss Rush podcast today here live on Twitch. If you can't check us out live, you can catch us on Monday mornings on your podcast service of choice. Remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you consume our show. 
You can check out our family of shows on BossRushGames.com. Austin, where can mm. we find you? You can find me at PlacedAustin on Twitter, and then you can find all my other stuff in the pinned tweet. Yeah. Leron, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on social media at Exodus803, E-X-O-D-U-S-803. Also, don't forget to join me in Austin Tuesday nights at twitch.tv slash Exodus803 uh, for the Crossroads PlayStation podcast for Boss Rush Games. That's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, by the way. Ed? We will... Oh, go ahead, Austin. I was going to say, we will continue discussing our woes, me and Nelly, of not having the PS5 as Laurent gloats. <laughs> 90 inch monitors. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Am I, am I actually gloating? Do I do that? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, I do when I say awesome. I have an Xbox Series X and a Series S. So. <laughs> no, that's me. Austin was trying to get one Friday. That was oh, ridiculous. Man. Just ridiculous. Walmart's Walmart's doing it the the worst way possible. Yes. <laughs> By the way, Ed, Destiny on Series X on Series S uh-huh. is like my new preferred way to play this game. Oh sweet! Uh, the, is it still? Oh, it's fourteen forty p. It's fourteen. Is it? it runs at fourteen forty p at sixty frames on series X, on series S. Oh sweet! It's you, great. I don't know what you what you doing that when you was uh, streaming. streaming that, I think last Saturday. Uh, it was. I was. All? I was streaming it through my series S, but I was series also. S. I was streaming it through a capture card, so it's only at ten eighty p right now. Uh, but it looked. It looked good. Like speed it looks wise, great. It looks great. What were you going to say, Austin? Well, I, I actually remembered that the other day. Why is it better and easier to stream on the S rather than the X? Because it's smaller and it fits in my office. Okay. And my Series X is in the in the living room on <laughs> my giant 4K <laughs> TV. Gotcha. <laughs> I was just wondering. I was like, man, is it does it just run better on S or something? Does it just look better? Or? Some game some games do run better because they're not in they're not running 4K assets. Because of the smart uh, delivery, so yeah. some games load faster, they run smoother. Uh, well, by like a frame, but you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, although the Series S is not capable of running Destiny at 120 frames a second in Crucible, so, uh, which by the way gives me a headache when I play it on my on my big TV because I, I don't have a, uh, HDMI 2.1 port. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have to run it 1440p at 120, but still, still looks great. Go uh, for the new TVs. Ah, man, I wish I had an OLED though. Man, they're on sale this week. By the way, Super oh, nice. Bowl Sunday, they're on. They're like all a thousand dollars off right now. Dang. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, man, that the the fact that they're a thousand dollars off means I could have bought two of my current TVs. Dang. Because I yeah. because last year I bought I bought the uh, Samsung eight series last year, which is like ah. the step right below the first QLED, uh, like the low end QLEDs, and like it still looks great. But I'm like I walked by some of those TVs at Best Buy, you know, before pre pandemic, and I was like, man, I still want a QLED someday. I want one someday. I still want a Sony TV. My uh, uh, before I got married, my roommate bought a brand new OLED TV, which this would have been almost two years ago. But it was nice having it <laughs> to watch movies on yeah. while I was there. Yeah. Uh, Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that virtual code. You can also check out Nintendo Pod Block 
on Mondays, 7 30, 8 30 uh, p.m. Uh, also, check out um, Optional Opinion, Recap, Talk the Walk, and more at Boss Fresh Games. And uh, by the time you guys see this, my review of uh, Cyber Shadow should be up. So go check it out. Go give it a read. By the way, not to like really toot Ed's horn any more than some people already do. Oh, what do I do now? You didn't do anything. <laughs> what you did was boost the numbers of Nintendo Power Block over the last three months. I'm gonna. Uh, here we go again. You say this right in front of the the, the Crossroads people. Hey, here we go again. You know, Laurent, you guys are Crossroads is now edging out Tower Casuals. So, I mean, it's a bigger audience. PlayStation has a bigger audience than Destiny. Why is this not loading correctly? You guys are almost at three thousand listens a week for Power Block. Um. Oh. <laughs> oh yes! In the last seven last seven days is uh, two thousand eight hundred seventy two listens. That's awesome. Ah, thank I, you. I hate you. Go away. Yeah, I leave. For I, real, for real. It's got to be me. For real. I leave. I leave I the show. It becomes I popular. Know, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's you, Corey. I don't know. I don't know. We what we need to do is understand the mind of Nintendo Nintendo fans, and then we'll and then we'll be able to grasp the idea. And convert that, and convert that to our to our individual audiences, because because uh, hey, like I mean, we got to figure out what to do with the the Monster Hunter show. Uh, there's people are apparently asking for a PC show. Uh, someone on Discord is asking for me to do a Star Trek show. So, Laurence uh, <laughs> is gonna have to record all these shows in one day and then just spurs them out. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Laurent, I'm going to get the uh, Paramount Plus. Uh, oh, free trial for a while. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna try to watch all the Star Trek while I have that free trial. <laughs> the Discovery. What yeah, is it? Was, like a 30 days? I I don't know if it, I don't know if it's a week or if it's 30 days. I'm hoping it's 30 days because if it's a week, it's, I don't know. 30 days would be nice. It's yeah. uh, Discovery. It's artist. No, both seasons are not on Blu-ray yet, right? Or 4K? Or it's just yeah. the first one, the uh, uh-huh. Star Trek Discovery. The first two seasons are on are on Blu-ray. Picard season one's on Blu-ray right now. Um, and Lower Decks should be coming. Lower Decks is the animated one. If you guys like, if you guys like shows like Rick and Morty, Lower Decks will be right up your mm-hmm. right up your alley. <laughs> okay, because I do. Because like I said, I do want to see Discovery. I, uh, no, I heard Discovery, it. Discovery I heard it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I wanna, yeah Discovery's I'm, also like turned like the. I don't know. Like if you if you, you know, that's another thing. Going back real fast to like uh, to like something about the gaming industry, toxic mm-hmm. fandom, because. Because uh, Discovery, I I did not know Star Trek had such a big toxic fandom until Discovery came out. Well, you've been talking uh, about it, like yeah, you know, pointing and, and Discovery and is and Discovery is damn good Star Trek. It is it, like I, it I haven't seen anything good. I haven't seen anything like it in Star Trek since Deep Space Nine, and apparently Deep Space Nine was a hated Star Trek series. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 I, 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 I don't know if it's just location because around here all the Star Trek people I know they hate Deep Space Nine but I, I like <laughs> Deep Space Nine <laughs> hold on a disclaimer where are you from? the south <laughs> <laughs> what, what state in the south are you from? <laughs> uh, Oklahoma as a Trekkie, Deep Space Nine is my favorite Star Trek series and it's not, and it's not just because they have a black guy as the captain it's not because of that Deep Space, well, Nine, 
Deep Space Nine just did something differently with the Star Trek formula that, up to that point, had not been done before, and yeah. it and it is now one of the most talked about Star Trek series, but not talked about in the negative way. It's talked about is the most talked about series now because of how groundbreaking and pioneering it was for for the franchise. I, I I just ended up missing it because it came on Saturday on like WGN and I was always gone, so I never got a chance to see. Wait, DS Nine? DS Nine was a Thursday night show. They and here, and you here. Want, oh, you want to hear something crazy though? Because uh, uh, Firefly is another good sci-fi show that only lasted for one season. Um, you know, I never was that. I heard there's rumors about it coming back, and I was oh excited. no, but they can't get the original character. They can't get the original actors. No, it's back. gonna like, be a reboot. Yeah, especially because um, aren't two of the actors dead? Like, didn't one of them just die like last year? Somebody Shepherd. did. Somebody did. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Ron, Glass, like Ron Glass died. is Ron Glass is dead. Who's the other one that's dead though? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know about who else is dead. Gina, Nathan I mean, Fillion. Gina Torres is doing the uh, doing that cop show she's on, because she's on Nine One One Lone Star. Yeah, because like that's what, we mm-hmm. just had a big conversation on Tower Casuals about this because she plays Ikora, and Ikora's been missing for like a year and a half, and we're like, well, it's because they can't get Gina Torres. It's like we had a whole conversation. You could see this breakout video on on my YouTube channel where we were just talking about like, should they recast Ikora because she's so important to what's going on right now and she's not in the story anywhere. She's just standing mm-hmm. standing down by the uh, by her little they, uh, table, oh. waiting to give you some bounties or whatever. She if, they wanna, if they want to, if they want to, if they want to recast her, like get a uh, get get a um, uh, uh, shoot. Who's the character that plays Major Kusanagi and Ghost in the Shell? The voice actress for her. <gasps> Her and, Gina, yes! her and Gina Torres sounds so familiar. Um, yes. Crap, because she's also because she's also the voice actress for Nina Williams in Tekken. Mm. Um, uh, uh, I know who you're talking about. And I cannot think of that. Oh, I love her voice. Oh, I know they're I know they're 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 moving away from quote unquote big name actors because mm-hmm. like they they don't have Activision budget anymore. I mean, obviously, Bungie, oh. right? obviously Destiny still makes them a ton of money, right? But like. They don't have the Activision budget anymore, so they're like, "Oh, I guess we should, you know, use regular people or just, you know, voice <laughs> actors instead of Nathan Fillion and Gina Torres, you know, yeah, or uh, Bill Nighy, who was the speaker, which they couldn't keep him around, so they killed the speaker off and the oh, original, no. yeah. So it's just like all these big names they had. Did you know? Did you know that John Lennon wrote the theme song to the original Destiny? What? Yeah. Him and Marty O'Donnell like composed the music to the the uh, Vanilla Destiny. Oh wow! Huh? It's hilarious. So there's actually a whole interview of uh, Marty McDonald uh, talking about his uh, for like 20 minutes on how he like composed music with John Lennon for months <laughs> for this game. So it was a pretty cool interview. You check it out. Okay, well, I'm glad we just added like 20 minutes to the podcast. But uh, hey, 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 it's be real. It's be real. It's true. It's <laughs> yeah. fair. You can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter. You can find me at Corey HD on Twitch. You can find me on uh, doing various other things here. Uh, you can check out the Destiny podcast, Tower Casuals, which I do with Josh Finney. And uh, I think that's it. Find everything on BossRushGames.com. I want to thank everybody so much for watching and or listening. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Take care. Later, everyone.